Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Welcome to Creston, Ohio, Norwayne Bobcat Stadium for our PNC Bank pregame show. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Patrick Mitchell. And tonight we've got Waynedale Golden Bears High School football for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is week number four of the high school football season, and the Bears are 3-0 and coming into this one, and the number two ranked team in Division 5, according to the Associated Press this week in the state of Ohio, taking on the Norwayne Bobcats, who are now 2-1 and on the season, and this will be their first home game of the year. The Bears won their first road game of the season last week when they beat Triway 32-12. They held the Titans to just one score offensively in that game. Norway comes into this one with a win over Manchester 14 to 13 last week and they are have won 4 of the last 5 against Waynedale. Meanwhile, the Bears are 3 and 0 on the season for the first time since 2006, which was Matt Zerker's first year as head coach of the Bears. Pat, this one the first conference game of the year, the Non-conference schedule is over, thank heavens. They got through it unscathed pretty much with a 3-0 and mark, but now the real season begins. Yeah, this is uh, we've been talking about the past few weeks that the league is uh, just a bear to get through, and week in, week out, there's always going to be a good game, and uh, you got to bring your A game every single week. Well, and that's what the Bears will have to do here tonight against a team that this is really the first team that we have faced, Pat, that really relies upon the run. Yeah, they're pretty similar to uh, what Ridgewood did, but um, obviously a better running back and a better quarterback um, than what we saw against Ridgewood. So the Bears do have a little bit of an advantage that they've seen this type of offense before. Um, They've seen it in the past. They've gone against uh, Jeremy Miller. These seniors have for since they've been in seventh grade. So uh, they're pretty familiar with what they're going to see tonight. So um, I don't think they'll uh, they'll be too surprised by. Uh, at least the standard stuff that Norwayne does. Waynedale has got a big advantage in this one in the all-time series. Waynedale's won it 43 times, the Bobcats 14. There's been one tie, and last year it was really kind of an upset because Norwayne had come into the ball game with a 3-0 and mark, and Waynedale defeated them by 14, 35-21. And they did it, Pat, just mainly because they held Jeremy Miller to just 114 yards on 14 carries, and that's something that they've got to really focus on here tonight. Yeah, the, as you said, they did a great job on Miller. You know, started off the game pretty strong for him, but um, they held him in check the rest of the way, and, and the Bears did a great job last year of kind of riding the momentum that they created the week before against Triway, as we said uh, last week, with, the, with putting up 47 points on that great team that Triway had last year. So um, we'll see if they can uh, do the same and, and ride the momentum again and uh, try to get a victory again tonight. Well, Waynedale, as we said, Number two in the state in Division 5 in the Associated Press rankings this week. So, Smithville, we're going to look at the WCAL standings through the non-conference season. We'll take a look at the rankings. We'll talk to Matt Zerker and go over the schedule for tonight's area games in the Wayne County Athletic League and elsewhere. And we'll do all that when we come back on our PNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. 
Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. about 20 minutes away from the opening kickoff of tonight's game between Waynedale and the Norwayne Bobcats. And as we talked about earlier, Pat, the Associated Press rankings came out for the first time this week. And we had talked during the first three weeks about Waynedale being the number two team, starting out at number seven, jumping to number four, then going to number two on the J.J. Huddle rankings. But when the Associated Press rankings came out this week, I got to say I was surprised that the Bears were the number two team to Coldwater in D5. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised as well. I mean, J.J. Huddle, no disrespect to them, but, you know, that's just a website and a few guys just sitting around, and, and they can rank, you know, people wherever they want to. And, um, you know, obviously the Associated Press carries a lot of weight and uh, garners a lot of respect for what they do. So um, for the Bears to be able to get enough respect this year of what they've done so far and, and get that number two ranking, um, over the teams that they have, that's, that shows a lot of, of just the tradition of the team and, and the expectations that people, uh, not only locally, but uh, now that we know around the state, uh, have for this team. Well, it's, it's impossible for the AP media writers to see every high school team in the state. So I know being a former writer, what you always did was you go you went by the reputation of the schools and being number two in the state just like you said shows the reputation that Waynedale's got around the state as far as football. Yeah and it, it you know talking about reputation the reputation that Ridgewood has built for themselves over the years that helps by uh, you know beating them by uh, 37 to 6 and then obviously Triways had a, a good team the past few years so um, beating them by 20 as you said they don't really see all those teams but when you see those names and you see the scores, then um, you know it makes those guys really see, you know, wow, Waynedale's, you know, they they must have a good team this year and uh, they deserve a lot of respect. Well, and Smithville in D6 is ranked number two. They're three and zero, right behind Marion Local out of Maria Stein, and St. Henry is right behind them. So it just goes to show, right there, Smithville's always had a good rep as far as football is concerned. Not taking anything away from them, I think Hillsdale's going to beat them tonight. But when you see that team, they are just coming back from being in the doldrums over a few years. Now they're 3-0. and Everybody's looking at them and saying, hey, Smithville's back. Yep, exactly. Exactly as you said. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of sandwiched in between a couple of uh, football powerhouses themselves. So, uh, again, as you said, it, it shows a lot of respect for, for Smithville. And, um, you know, kudos to them for, for getting that ranking. And we'll see if they can back it up tonight. Cincinnati Elder is the number one team in Division One, according to the Associated Press. In D2, it is Cincinnati LaSalle. In Division Three, it's Cleveland Benedictine. But Ashland, who's playing Worcester tonight, is number six, and they did garner one first-place vote. They're 3-0. In Division Four, it's Steubenville at 3-0. It's the number one team. As we said, Division Five, Coldwater is on top with Waynedale right behind them. Chippewa ranked number 12 
in Division 5. In Division 6, it's Marion Local, followed by Smithville. And then in Division 7, it's Warren, John F. Kennedy, number one, and Danville comes in at number two in Division 7. Taking a look at what's happening around the area tonight, as we said, Smithville, number two, 3-0, playing at Hillsdale, 3-0. We talked about this game on the way over here, Pat. This one could be the premier game of the area here tonight. Just two teams that are 3-0 and and really slugging it out against the teams they've faced so far. Yeah, uh, as you said, 3-0 and and, and just two hard-hitting football teams, so that's that's going to be a, a great, you know, old-school type uh, of football game with a lot of hard hits and probably a game that that's going to be one in the trenches. You know, Smithville's going to look to run the ball. Uh, Hillsdale's going to look to run as well. They'll, they'll pass, a l- obviously, a little bit more than Smithville does, but um, that, that'll be a great game, and, you know, much like this game tonight, it, it's a good start for whoever wins that ball game tonight. Right now, Smithville may have the best tandem in running backs in Cody Tipple and Michael Leniger. They've got 798 yards in combined rushing and 11 touchdowns, and you just can't focus on one of them. You've got to focus on both of them, and that's what makes it tough to defend the Smithies. Yeah, when you play them, you really got to focus on your assignment and, and who you're supposed to tackle and um, making sure that you tackle them. And we saw last year in the last game how how good uh, um, Tipple is, so he's just kind of carrying over to from over those uh, over 200 yards he had last year in the game against Waynedale in the very last game. So, um, as you said, off to a great start for those two running backs. Of course, the backyard brawl, the 115th meeting between Chippewa and Ritman. Chippewa number 12 in the Associated Press poll in D5. Ritman three and O for the first time since ni- uh, 2005, I should say. Ritman leads this series, 56 wins, 52 again for Chippewa, seven ties. Can you believe seven ties in 115 meetings between these two ball clubs? But Chippewa has captured the last two meetings. I think it's going to be rather difficult for the Indians to win this one against the Chips tonight. Yeah, I uh, I, I tend to agree with you there. I, I think that Chippewa is going to big, win by a pretty big margin. And, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything from over there. I, I don't do too much... Uh, stuff over there in Doylestown, but I got to guess that they're pretty upset by the AP ranking that they've got. You know, seeing us at number two and they're at number 12, they got to be thinking, hey, we we won the, the league last year and we've been just creaming people these first three games. Where's, where's the respect for us? So I'm sure they're going to start coming out um, just an angry football team and, and ready to just beat people by as many points as they can. And Dalton, one and two on the year, will be at Northwestern two and one. Northwestern is led by Brock Toot. He has got 342 yards passing in their win last week. He's second in the area in passing with 720 yards, six touchdowns, but he's thrown four interceptions. On the other hand, Mitchell Clark, the Dalton quarterback, was responsible for two TDs last week. He has got 157 yards rushing and 206 yards passing. I think of all the teams in the conference, the biggest surprise is Dalton. I expected them to get off to a better start, and they're just one and two. Yeah, they're they're struggling a little bit. They did have a pretty big senior class last year and got some new players coming in, especially at their skill position. So, uh, and and have had some injuries of guys they were counting on to play this year. So they're they're off to a little bit of a, a slow start, but um, we'll see if they can turn that around tonight. Overall, in the Wayne County Athletic League, five of the eight teams are three and zero: Chippewa, Smithville, Ritman, Hillsdale, and the Bears. 
Norway and Northwestern are each two and one, and Dalton is at one and two, but tonight is the opening night of the conference. We've talked about the conference sporadically throughout the first three games, Pat. Norwayne's expected to be up there, Smithville's expected, Hillsdale, Chippewa, Waynedale. This thing is about as wide open as it has been in years. Yeah, it's uh it, it's pretty crucial to get off to a good start, especially these first couple weeks. Um, I think it's the old saying that goes, you can't win the league tonight or in the first week, but you can certainly lose the league in the first week. So, um, again, it, it's crucial to get off to a good start and keep that momentum, uh, you know, especially for us. You know, having Norway tonight, Hillsdale next week, and Chippewa the week after, we got to get off to a good start. we got to go into these games on, on a high and just be ready to play our A game every single game so that we can pull out the victories. Now, the one good thing about non-conference games is it helps you garner points when it comes time for the computer points to come out. That's why we want to keep an eye on Tusky Valley, Ridgewood, and Triway. Well, Ridgewood won last week 37-7 to over Riverview. Tusky Valley lost to Sandy Valley 35-8. to Tonight, Ridgewood is playing at Sandy Valley, and Tusky Valley will be at CBCA. And Triway is going to be at Manchester, so we want to keep an eye out on those three games because they can still garner points for the Bears. Yep, exactly as you said. Um, you know, we kind of touched on last week. Uh, we were talking with Randy Worrell, and, and he thinks that Triway is, has a pretty good shot to win the pack this year, so that'll, that'll gain a lot of points. Um, Ridgewood and in, in their conference, the IVC, they're usually towards the top, so we should get a lot of points out of them, and, and hopefully Tusky Valley can put a couple wins together and, and just keep bringing the points in but you know first things first obviously you got to take care of business when you're playing and, and worry about the rest um, as it as it falls elsewhere tonight around the area Loudonville is a crest line Manchester as I said goes to Triway it will be Worcester at Ashland Lexington in Orville West Holmes goes to Madison and that is the schedule around the area tonight. Norway 2-1, Waynedale 3-0. We'll be back to talk to head coach Matt Zerker of the Waynedale Golden Bears when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're back on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show from Creston with Waynedale head football coach Matt Zerker. Matt, last week down two points, 12 to 10 at halftime. I talked to you afterwards, and you said you really challenged these kids and left it up to them at halftime of that triway game last week, and they seemed to come through with flying fashion. Yeah, you know, the first half was a little bit sloppy for us. Uh, didn't execute as well as we had the first two weeks and also had some penalties, um, some things go against us, and uh, just struggling a little bit, spinning our wheels. So, um, you know, we challenged the kids to come out in the second half. It was the first time that we had to play a full 48 minutes, you know, with the game um, really in balance and being on the bottom side of the scoreboard, and uh, they really responded well. Triway came into that game, Matt, averaging 47 points a game, and you held them to one offensive touchdown. I don't think I've seen a defense dominate as well as yours did, especially in that second half in a long time. Yeah, the the coaches had a great game plan going in. The kids went out and executed, and uh, you know they really flew around and they were disciplined in their assignments. And 
Um, you know, the weather elements probably added a little bit to it, but the, both teams were out there playing in that. And so, um, you know, they forced some turnovers and came up with some big plays when they needed to. And obviously they got some yards, but they kept them off the scoreboard, which was huge. You know, I know Triway is a score-quick, big-play type of offense, but towards that end of that game when when we had a 14- to 20-point lead, you guys really sold out on the blitz. What did you see that you were doing defensively or that they were doing offensively that allowed you to really sell out on that blitz? Well, one of the things was with an offense like that, you got to keep mirror, kind of varying up the looks, and uh, we did a much better job of that uh, Friday night of giving them some different coverages and also giving them some different blitz looks where we were bringing a lot. Sometimes it looked like we were bringing a lot and we didn't um, and just mixed up who was coming. And so really kind of kept them off balance. And, you know, once they, their strength was not throwing the ball downfield, their strength's kind of that quick game, screen game. Um, They want to break a tackle and then, you know, get a lot of yards afterwards running. And so we were able to get a little bit of pressure, especially once the score got to the point where you knew they had to go downfield more. Matt, how was the, how important was that interception at the beginning of the second half and subsequent touchdown? You know, that, that whole defensive stand, if you remember, we went out there, I think, on first down, they threw a screen, gained about a yard, second down, um, they completed a pass, and we drilled them right away for about a three-, four-yard gain. So uh, first and second down um, were very, very good. We got them into a third and medium, and they had to throw the ball downfield. Obviously, uh, you know, Aaron made a great break, and, interception and uh, really set the tone uh, for that second half and give the offense credit they went out and four or five plays capitalized and got a touchdown on the lead back well now tusky valley ridgewood triway are all out of the way now the conference schedule starts i guess you could call it the real season if you want to call it that but after the first three games matt what do you know about your team heading into the conference season that maybe you didn't know prior to the year you know one of the things is i thought they've showed a lot of maturity and growth um you know, they were able to play with a lead, uh, showed that especially in the second game against Ridgewood. They showed the ability to come back um, in the third game, being down, not going our way in the first half, and um, also showed a lot of uh, I guess, balance on both sides of the ball, uh, playing a couple of predominantly run teams, played well defensively, and then obviously last week, a team that was going to air it out 45, 50 times. And, um, you know, we've also shown some balance for us on offense, being able to move the ball through the air. But, you know, last week with the weather the way it was and the opponent, you know, we were able to grind it out and run, run for 300 yards. So um, showed a lot of balance, a lot of maturity in the last three weeks, which, you know, hopefully bodes well as we move into the, the heat of the schedule in the league. Well, now, like you said, now it starts the league schedule, Norway tonight. When you look at what has happened over the – the non-conference schedule with all the teams. You've got five teams that are 3-0. and Is this as balanced in the Wayne County Athletic League as you've seen it in a long time? Yeah, in the last 20 years, I don't know that the league's ever come in 20-4. and And I guess, you know, it'd be, I haven't quite looked at all the stats to go back, you know, 50-some years what the league's been going here, 60 years, whatever it's been. But um, definitely in the last decade or two, to come in at 20-4 and as a league, a non, non-league record is pretty impressive. Uh, any given Friday night, anything can happen. You know, Norway now, they come into this game tonight against Wayndale. They really want to establish the run first, don't they, Matt? Yeah, it starts in the backfield. You know, obviously the Miller kid is a 2,000-yard back back from last year, and the quarterback is very athletic and big kid that can run, um, and they want to they want to establish you a physical presence on the ground. Are they more along the lines offensively of Ridgewood more than Triway because they've got that back in the backfield? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, we talked about that last week about the difference in the spread offenses. And, um, you know, for the most part, you're going to see Norlane in a one-back offense with spread formations. But, again, they're doing that just to keep you keep you honest and make you defend the entire field and kind of spread you out so that they can be physical and pound the ball between tackles. You know, last year in the victory over at Apple Creek by 14, you slowed up, Miller. Is this the kid that you can slow up but you can't really stop? I guess that's the old adage. Yeah, yeah, you might say so. You just hope to contain him. Um, kind of like you talked about with the triway, you want to make them earn their touchdowns, you know, make them drive the ball. Um, don't give them that 50, 60, 70-yard home run strike. And um, both him and Rollinger both have that type of potential. You know, they're both fast kids, big, strong kids. And if you don't tackle well, they can take it to the house on any play. So um, you want them to have to grind out drives, you know, get those three, four, five-yard runs, not get the, the 30, 40, 50, 60-yard touchdown bursts. You know, you brought up Zollinger. Now, last year he rotated in and out at quarterback, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. But is he more of a runner than a passer? What You really can't key on Miller and, and just ignore him, can you? No, he's he's definitely a threat back there. And I think, you know, it was probably about the second quarter they committed to Zollinger last year against us. And, um, you know, then he was a quarterback the rest of the season throughout. And so... Um, you know, he got more and more comfortable running their offense throughout last season. Obviously, he's got most of a year under his belt now, and uh, you can see that. He throws the ball a little bit better, and obviously he's more confident just handling the ball and running the offense. How do you defend a team like Norway? You've seen mainly, like you said, the spreads uh, with Ridgewood, Triway. You've seen a lot of throwing, but now you've got a team that wants to run the ball. So how do you defend against this team? Yeah, a lot of it, again, it's almost like playing an option team. You have to do your assignments, and uh, the guys that are on the perimeter have to respect the pass first and take care of their responsibilities, and uh, the guys in the box have to be physical and take care of the run gaps and uh, defend the run and then the pass second. So it's all about them working together. Obviously, it's more effective when you can control the line of scrimmage, and that will be a big uh, kind of key to the battle Friday night is uh, the two guys or the two lines up front. You know, Matt, when I look at this Norwayne organization and I see the transition they've made from being one of the lowly teams of the WCAL into one of the upper echelon teams, I think it all started on the offensive and defensive lines. They were always big, but now their big kids have become more athletic, haven't they? Yeah, you know, they have an established program, and, you know, Coach Maltrip started that, you know, a while back, and Coach Harbor kind of took it to the next level, and, you know, Coach Indoor's now taken over, but um, all those guys have kind of been within the program and over the last 15 years established a program. So um, committing to the weight room in the off season and doing the, the work coming in and um, those naturally big kids are now big, strong, athletic kids, and that makes it makes them even tougher. Matt, how's Reed Stanley coming into this game? Uh, he had a little bit of step back there, missed the second half last Friday, but, um, you know, he's working hard to get that thing strengthened back up and, um, you know, he'll get, get an opportunity to get out there and hopefully, you know, get some adrenaline flowing and uh, feel good. You know, these next three weeks, I know you don't want to look ahead, but these next three weeks are about the roughest of anybody in the conference has with Norway, Hillsdale, and Chippewa back to back to back. How do you – this may seem like a crazy question, but how do you keep the team focused from one week to the next? Yeah, you know, we're just trying to grind it out one day at a time right now and just continue to focus on ourselves and – um, you know, there's still a lot of areas that we can get better at and grow at, and those are the areas that we're focusing on. And uh, We just feel that if we can take care of ourselves, continue to, to get better each day, 
um, you know, and improve some of those weaknesses, continue to strengthen areas that we're strong in. Uh, Friday nights will take care of themselves. Did you have a good week of practice? Yeah, yeah, we did. You know, it's it's just and like you said, there's no weeks off, so um, you know it's kind of grinding through, keeping that nose in the grindstone, staying focused mentally, and um, shifting gears from you know one game plan to another game plan, and really locking in. And um, you know, our coaches and our and our kids have done a good job of that. Matt, good luck. We'll talk to you after the game. Thanks, Dave. And we'll be back with more of our PNC Bank pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Well, we're just minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between Waynedale and Norwayne. Waynedale coming into this ball game with a 3-0 and record. Norwayne 2-1 and on the year under head coach Adam Endorf. He's 8-4 and in his second year. And let's pause for our national anthem. Well, actually, this is the Norway alma mater before the national anthem. But tonight, Adam Endorf coming in in his second year, 8-5 and five overall. Jeremy Miller is their three-year starter, Pat. And when you look at this team and you see the Jeremy Miller, you've really got to stop him. And, and that is the key to winning this game against Norway. Yeah, he's uh, really been a cog in their wheel the past three years. Um, and as you said, I, I talked to a couple of the Bear players earlier at the fair. I saw him earlier this week. And... Um, they said they're going to work on tackling Lowe's so they can bring him down. So Waynedale 3-0, and Norway 2-1 and here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Pat Mitchell. The kickoff is next here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sports, the controversial frontier. Every Thursday night at 7, you can get a different vantage point with me, Dave Mitchell, on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. I'll examine what's right and wrong in the sports world, from the NFL to soccer, NASCAR to the NBA. We'll go over why teams win, lose, and make the moves they do. Controversy never sounded so fun. If it's worth talking about, it's on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. Every Thursday night at 7 with me, Dave Mitchell, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You 
only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 830-9760. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. It's the first conference game of the 2015 regular season. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Creston. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell, where tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears on the road to open the conference at 3-0 on the year, taking on the Norway Bobcats at 2-1 on the season. Both these teams are the preseason favorites to win the conference, along with Chippewa, Smithville, along with Hillsdale, just a lot of teams. It's wide open, Pat, and tonight everything kicks off for the next eight weeks. Yeah, as we said before, it's it's pretty crucial to get off to a good start in the league tonight for, you know, not just Waynedale, but uh, all the teams in the league who are, are going to fight for the title this year. And um, So I expect a, a good, hard, hard-fought game. The Bears are going to come out with a good game plan, and that, that's going to be defensively to tackle Jeremy Miller. Uh, probably they their other game plan is to make Zellinger throw the ball. Um, we know he struggled last year throwing the ball. He's he's done a lot better this year. But um, if you're going to pick your poison, I would say that's the poison you want to pick. Zollinger comes into this game 29 of 51 passing. He's also run for 308 yards. Jeremy Miller 446 yards rushing on 57 carries. He's got six total touchdowns, three of them rushing. The Bears tonight are in their new road uniforms as they were last week but they're a little different tonight they've got the white tops with brown numerals gold trim and the gold bottoms with white trim and brown stripes on the other hand Norway in their customary home gray uniforms and this is the first time that they've had a chance to wear those uniforms this year Pat this is their first home game yeah all three uh, games to start the season off on the road and obviously gives you a disadvantage because you're you're only getting four home games, but um, I'm sure the goal for Norway is to try to get that fifth home game in the playoffs. Norway is going to kick it off, and it will be Gerke back ready to kick this thing off for the Norway Bobcats. Nick Strasbaugh back set to return. Waynedale going from right to left across your computer screen. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And Gerke kicks it off. It's a short kick taken in by Logan Stanley at the 35. He's going to struggle forward to the 37 to the 38-yard line, and he will stop up right there. Norway with the tackle by Ben Burke, their sophomore, and the Bears will start first and 10 from their own 37-yard line. Brevin Reby, the quarterback, in the backfield will be Reed Stanley and Nick Strasbaugh. Antoine Lewis, Aaron Spidell, and Colton Purdy are the wideouts. 
and it will be Tristan Anderson, Ty Straits, Kristen Warner, Sam Farrar, and Ben Farrar along the front line for the Bears. Spidell goes out wide to the right. Bixler now in the starting lineup, out wide to the left. Reby out of the pistol. Now moves Stanley and Lewis into the backfield with him. He will fake a handoff to Lewis, looks up the left-hand side, now rolls out to the left, and he's going to throw it short underneath the Strasbaugh, and he was covered in the flat by Zach Steiner and incomplete. So it'll bring up second down and 10 for the Bears from their own 37-yard line. Jacob Saddlemeyer is the defensive end. Also on that line, Coyd Anderson, Elliot Gerber, and Travis Stitka for the Bobcats. Ben Burke and Chase Gosser are the linebackers. We'll get the rest of the defense for Norway here in a second. Handoff, fake handoff by Reby. He's going to take it on the option across the 40 to the 43-yard line for a gain of five, and it'll bring up third down and five yards to go. The corners for the Norway defense, Brevin Harris and Quinton Hall, and they go with three safeties. Jeremy Miller plays the deep safety, but he comes up and really plays a linebacker spot. Zach Steiner and Elmer Zollinger are the other safeties. Third down, five yards to go from the 43. Reby straight back out of the shotgun, throws it out into the flat, and it is short. Tried to get the ball out here on the near side to Nick Strasbaugh, and it's incomplete. And it brings up fourth and five, and the Bears will have to punt the ball. Just uh, looked like some miscommunication on the front line by the Bears. The ball was snapped, but not everybody was uh, backpedaling to give some pass protection for Reby, and he got pressured too soon and had to get rid of it. Didn't get a, a good throw on it, but... Uh, not a good start for the Bears. So Jarrett Wanzik will punt the football away for the Bears. He is averaging 38 yards a punt. He'll punt it away from his own 35-yard line, and it's a high spiral kick that will hit at the Norway 30, take a Norway bounce and bounce out of bounds at the 31-yard line. So with 11.04 left to go in this first quarter of play, we've got a timeout in the field. Your score from Norway. It's the Bears nothing, and Norway now has the ball. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sansi today, 330-830-9760. Norway out of the pistol formation, handoff to Jeremy Miller right up the middle. He's going to cut it across the 40 to the 50. He breaks into the clear to the far sideline, to the 25, to the 20. He's going to break it all the way and go 70 yards for a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage by the Bobcats. 70 yards on the run by Jeremy Miller, and immediately Norwayne has jumped out in front of this one by a score of 6-0, 10.52 to go in the first quarter. Just a huge hole right up the middle for Miller, and uh, no penetration by the Bear defensive line, and he made one man miss, and, and he was off to the races. He's not only big and, and can break tackles, but he's fast too. Gerke will attempt the extra point. Quinton Hall will be the holder. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is no good off wide right. So there's 10.52 left to go in this first quarter of play for Preston, and your score. It is Norway 6, Waynedale nothing. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? 
Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Well, Pat, second week in a row, the Bears are going to start in the hole. They're down now 7 or 6 nothing to Norway. Yeah, let's uh, hope that it kind of turns out like it did last week and digging themselves into a hole and making mistakes doesn't come back to bite them. So Gerke just did this about five minutes ago. We'll kick it off for the Bobcats. Nick Strasbaugh back set to return. On his left-hand side is Isaiah Menue. On the right-hand side is Antoine Lewis. So the 70-yard touchdown run by the Bobcats. Now the kick by Gerke is just a squib kick across the 50, and it'll be taken in by Tucker Worth, and the Bears will have it in their own territory, and they'll start with good field position at the 47-yard line. Yeah, Coach Endorf over there must, uh, he thinks his defense is going to do a good job tonight, so he's going to kick it short, not let Strasball get a chance to make a play and uh, make the Bears' offense uh, make plays. Well, the Bears, one of the highest scoring teams in the Wayne County Athletic League so far, averaging 37 points a game, second only to Chippewa. Reby out of the pistol. Hands it off up the middle. He fakes the handoff, and now he'll take it off the right-hand side. He stopped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Tackle on the play made by Alex Beckett. And I'm sure that's that's their game plan is uh, when we run option, make Reby keep the ball and uh, make him make a play with his feet instead of his arm. Reby out of the pistol. Reed Stanley with that sprained ankle right behind him. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reby throws over the middle, complete to Strasbaugh at the 30, spins, moves, takes it to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, he's tripped up to the 5, and he struggles in for a touchdown. Bang, bang, bang. And we are tied at 6 on the 54-yard touchdown pass from Brevin Reby to Nick Strasbaugh. And for Strasbaugh, that is his 10th touchdown of the year. What a great pass by Reby. Made the defensive end on the fake handoff, pause for a little bit, gave him a little extra time to make that pass, put it right where it needed to be, but an even better run after the catch by Strasbaugh to make three guys miss and stumble into the end zone for the touchdown. So the Bears have tied it up, and Jarrett Wanzik, who is 7 for 10 on the year, in the extra point category, will come in to attempt it. Reby the hold. The snap is down. The kick is up. And the kick is good. Ten minutes and 11 seconds to go. We're going to keep it right here in this first quarter of play. And the Bears, just like last week, have regained the lead at 7-6 to six over Norway. Yeah, obviously a, a great response. It, it's easy going three and out to, and then giving up a touchdown the very next play after you punt it to, to hang your heads and, and start to pout. But... They did a good job of uh, running two plays and getting the touchdown. And, and who do you go to but a, a senior playmaker like Nick Strasbaugh to help put you on the board and, and get the momentum back? You know, you don't want to drop down early in a football game, but the last two weeks when the Bears have done it, they have come right back. When they've been smacked in the mouth, like Matt Zerker talked about in the Ridgewood game from a year ago and that they had to do it on that Ridgewood night, the Bears the last two weeks, they were smacked in the mouth by Triway, got down, came right back, and punched back. This time they've done it again against Norway. Yeah, again, they, they've showed a great response there, and we'll see how they respond defensively now. Um, you know, again, a big hole for, for Miller on that run enabled him to 
pretty much go untouched into the end zone for 70 yards. So uh, defensive line and linebackers got to sure that up and, and make sure they're making tackles. Well, Kate Heil is back set to return for the Norwayne Bobcats. Back at about his 10-yard line. Wanzik tees it up at the 40. Bears going from right to left. Bears up 7-6. to six. Low line drive kick. It'll be taken in by Zollin, by Kyle. Heil's going to cut it to the 20, to the 25, to the 30 on the near side. Breaks free into the open to the 50, to the 45, into Waynedale territory. Struggles forward, and he stepped out of bounds. The referees are going to say he stepped out of bounds at the Waynedale 43-yard line. So return of 43 yards by Heil, and Norwayne will have it again in good field position in the the Waynedale territory at the 43. Yeah, just uh, not not a real good response, uh, given Norwayne good field position there. But again, the defense has got to step up and and make plays here and and force Norwayne to to punt the ball or turn it over. Harris comes out wide to the right hand side. Out wide to the left is Davis. Handoff goes to. Miller, Miller breaks free into the middle to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, and he's tripped up by Titus Bixler at the 12-yard line. 31-yard gain by Jeremy Miller, and the Bears are just not able to stop him right up the middle. Well, they're trying to tackle him high. You're not going to tackle him high. You have to go low when you hit him. you got to go for his legs. you got to go for below the waist and wrap him up to bring him down. You're not going to tackle him high. And now he's over 100 yards. He's got two carries, 102 yards unofficially in this game. Miller, the single setback behind Zollinger out of the pistol. Zollinger looks out in the flat, and it is complete to Davis. Davis on the left-hand side is going to catch the ball at the 12-yard line, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 10. So a gain of two. Tackle was made on the play by Aaron Spidell. But the first completion of the night by Zollinger. And now as a defense, you gotta you obviously have bent, but you can't break here. 9.27 to go in this first quarter of play. Three second down and a long seven yards to go. Ball at the Waynedale 10. Bears on top of it, 7-6. Zollinger out of the pistol. Hands off to Miller. Miller is going to be hit right at the line. He's going to struggle forward maybe to about the nine-yard line for a gain of a yard. Adam Mullet with the tackle, along with Antoine Lewis. So a gain of a yard by Miller, and it'll bring up third down and six yards to go. Well, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Norway likes to do here on their third and mediums to see if they like to stick with Miller or Zollinger to run the ball or if they have confidence in him to go the passing game. Third down, six. Ball at the Waynedale nine-yard line. Zollinger out of the pistol. Handoff, fake handoff goes to Miller. Zollinger's going to keep it around the right side, and he's stacked up and down by Logan Stanley right at the 10 for a one-yard loss. Nice individual tackle by Logan Stanley on the play, and it'll bring up fourth down and call it about seven yards to go for a Norway first down. Great job by Stanley. He didn't get fooled, stuck to his assignment. And went low like like they're supposed to do and wrapped up Zollinger's legs and and brought him down. Logan Stanley, one of the leading tacklers for the Bears this year. He's playing that linebacker position. Zollinger and Davis looking over to the sideline to Adam Endorf and the offensive coordinator, Jude Lachance. 
play clock down under 10. Zollinger at the 10-yard line, down to the 5, and it will be a timeout called by Norway. There's an official timeout on the field. The play clock was running down, and Norway had to take the T.O. 7.53 to go in this first quarter. Your score, Waynedale 7, Norway 6. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. So Norway uses their first time out in this first quarter of play. 7.53 to go. Fourth down. Seven yards to go. Ball resting just inside the Bears' 10-yard line. Zollinger, after the timeout, is out of the pistol. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Harris out wide right. Davis out wide left. Two slot receivers to the left. Miller in the backfield. Zollinger looks over the middle. It is complete for a touchdown. To Zach Steiner, who just cut inside Nick Strasbaugh at the goal line and caught the pass. And the nine-yard touchdown pass from Zollinger to Steiner now has given Norwayne the lead again at 12 to 7. That is not not very good coverage there. I would think you got to be up on on the receivers knowing that they only got to go they got to go 7 yards cuz so you want to jam them and bump them off but just no jam there and an easy route for the touchdown. And that kick by Gerke is up and it is good. So 7:48 to go in the first quarter of play and Norwayne has regained the lead at 13-7 to here in this first quarter of play. Not a good start defensively for the Bears. So they're going to need to solidify some things by the time that Norway gets the ball again. Yeah, I mean, a lot like last week, as you said, you know, giving up a, a big play uh, for a touchdown and then having opportunities to make uh, Norway turn the ball over on downs and just, just not being able to get it done and make a play, so... Um, obviously, now you got to turn the page and get back on offense and do like you did last time and, and try to get another quick score. So the Bears are down on the scoreboard, 13-7 to to the Bobcats, 7.48 to go in the first quarter of play. Gerke's going to tee it up at his own 40. Nick Strasbaugh back with Antoine Lewis and Isaiah Menuey on his flanks to return this one. Not the way that Matt Zerker wanted this one to start, but we expected a tough one here tonight, and we've got it in Creston. Gerke approaches the ball, and he's going to bloop it over the initial line, and it is taken in by Colton Purdy at the 40 to the 45 to the... Drops down to the 43-yard line is where they're going to mark him down after a 12-yard return. And the Bears will take over first and 10 at their own 43-yard line. Brevin Reby so far in the ballgame. Two for four passing. Bears have only tried two rushes, and those were both by Brevin Reby on the option play. Reed Stanley, who's playing strictly offense tonight because of that high ankle sprain, is out in the pistol, and he seems to be running out there rather gingerly. Receivers out wide on both sides. Lewis moving in motion. Fake handoff. It goes now to Stanley right up the middle. Stanley tiptoes across the 45 to the 47-yard line. 
Gain of four yards on the carry by Reed Stanley, and it brings up second and seven. Ball resting at the 47-yard line of Waynedale. Bears did this in the second half last week. They just decided to go with the run game or attempt to, and that seemed to open up the pass later on. But they wanted to keep the triway offense off the field, and that may be the plan here tonight against this Norway offense. Reby with moves Lewis in motion back behind him with Stanley. Fake handoff, throws out into the flat to Strauss, bought a midfield. He's going to be strung up and brought down in Norway territory to the 45-yard line. So a gain on that one of, call it about eight yards on the play, and it's a first down for the Bears. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that a lot more tonight. They're given, they're not really, uh, when Nick's in the slot, they're not putting a man quite on him. Um, and if, if they're going to play a zone look like that and not put a guy on him, I would imagine we'll see a lot of quick uh, swing passes to him. Reby out of the pistol with Stanley right behind him. Lewis moving in motion out behind now to Reby. Fake handoff to Lewis. He throws out into the flat to Bixler, complete to the 40. Gain of five yards on that reception to Titus Bixler, his fourth catch of the year. And it's second down five. Reby now has completed his last four passes in a row for 77 yards. He's four for six on the night. Bixler out wide left, slot left to Strasball. Ball on the near hash mark. Trips out wide right. Reby out of the shotgun. Drops straight back. Looks upfield. Looks to the left-hand side. Complete to Bixler to the 30-yard line. Spins forward inside the 30 to the 27-yard line. 13-yard reception to Titus Bixler. Two catches by him in a row. And Reby's completed five in a row for 90 yards. Reby again out of the shotgun. Bears moving methodically down the field. Ball resting at the Norway 27. Reby drops back, looks to his left. He's going to throw it deep into the end zone to Strasbaugh. It's up for grabs. He grabs a touchdown. Strasbaugh went up against Zach Steiner, and he grabbed the 29-yard touchdown pass. And the Bears now are back out in front of this and tied this shootout at 13. Yeah, just uh, Reby's really kind of feeling it now with these passes. Um, he's he's going to dink it down a little bit, and then once Norway starts to cheat up, he's going to go deep to Nick to one of his uh, favorite targets, and just a great a great play by by Brevin and Nick again. So Wanza comes in to attempt the extra point. It is up, and it is good. There's a timeout on the field, 5.55 to go in the first quarter of play. And your score, Waynedale 14 and Norwayne 13. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. 5.55 left to go in the first quarter of play and the Bears have regained the lead at 14-13. Boy, for a team that has really played defensive contests the first three games of the week in Norway, this one is turning out to be a shootout. Yeah, it is. And we'll see here on the kickoff if they decide to kick it deep again to Harris or if they try a little pooch or squib. Wanzik 
Kicks it off from the 40. He's going to squib it up the field across the midfield into the 30. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks. That is Devin Kay. Devin Kay runs it across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. Norwing will take it over at their own 37. They have had two possessions. They've scored a touchdown on each. A 70-yard touchdown scamper by Miller. And then a nine-yard touchdown pass to Steiner. Ball at the 37-yard line of Norway. They send Davis out wide left. Now Kay is going to come out wide right. Norway runs a sugar huddle with their receivers out in their lineup positions. They've got two receivers out wide left, two coming wide right. Zollinger the quarterback with Miller. Miller fake handoff. Zollinger's going to take it around left end. He's tripped up at the 37 and he struggles forward out to the 41 yard line. So a gain of four by Zollinger. Looked like Logan Stanley got the trip up on the play. Yeah, he got the uh, the initial hit to trip him up. I tell you what, that was a good fake though. I was faked out. I thought Miller had the ball. Ball at the 41 yard line. Second down and a short six. Clock running, 5.20 left to go in the first quarter of play. And it has been up and down action on the field. First home game of the year by the Bobcats. Zollinger out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Miller. Now Zollinger's going to keep it around the left-hand side. Now throws it out into the flat, complete to Quinton Hall. And there's a flag down on the play. Quinton Hall takes it across midfield down to the 42-yard line. I don't think... He may have been over the line of scrimmage, first of all. Yeah, we might get two penalties here on the uh, the Bobcats. And let's check. The officials are conversing. He, Zollinger threw the ball out into the left flat to Hall. All the penalties are against Norway, and I can't tell. It's holding. Blocking the back against the Bobcats. So that's the penalty that the Bears will accept, and that will be marked off from the line of scrimmage. And mark them back 10 yards. So the Bears, that was a cute little play by Zollinger, but I'm still not sure he wasn't past the line of scrimmage when he threw that ball. Yeah, that was, uh, he was he was close. Obviously something that they've practiced and, and talked to officials about. Um, so, you know, I, I guess it was legal. <laughs> Five minutes to go and running in this first quarter of play. Bears on top of it by a point, 14-13. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Cade Hiles. Dropping back Zollinger. He's going to throw it out into the flat to Devin Cade. Incomplete. Pass coverage there by Titus Bixler, but the pass was just thrown over the head of Devin Cade. And it'll bring up fourth down and ten yards to go. Well, we were we were talking watching pregame warmups that it does take him a little bit of time to to release the ball. Uh, if you can take a quick peek into the backfield as a DB, you may be able to step in front of one and take it for six. Check out it's third down and 15 yards to go. Ball at the 34 yard line. Hiles comes out wide right. Davis is wide left. Brevin Harris slot right. Dropping back is Zollinger. Throws a screen pass complete to Miller. Miller to the 40. To the 45. Breaks the tackle and he's run out of bounds. Close to the first down marker. They're going to say he's short. He's going to be run out of bounds right at the 45-yard line. Gain of 11 on the reception. That's the first catch of the night by Miller. Tristan Anderson with the tackle. And it will bring up fourth down and 
about five yards to go, and Zollinger is going to punt the ball away. And it's a high spiral that is going to hit into Waynedale territory. Nobody even back to return for the Bears, and Norway will down it at the 10-yard line. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 10-yard line with 4.25 left in the first quarter of play. At halftime, our guest is Paul Troyer, the quarterback of the 1978 Waynedale undefeated team. 4.25 left, 14-13. And again, that's that's what you wanted. Um, wasn't able to stop Norwayne on the first two drives, and the third one got him to punt. So um, now we'll, we'll probably see a lot of the same from, from the Bears. Uh, runs and maybe short little passes until Norwayne sneaks up a little too far and, and maybe something over the top after that. Raby comes out leading the offense on the field out of the pistol. Antoine Lewis moves in motion from right to left along with Bixler who lines up in the slot now trips out to the right side. Strasbaugh in motion to the right, handoff to Nick. Nick's taking it off right tackle across the 25 and he's going to be out of bounds across the 15, excuse me, and run out of bounds at the 16-yard line. And that is, they're going to give him about a five-yard gain on that, and they'll make it seven on the first carry of the night for Nick Strasbaugh. Four minutes to go in the first quarter. It's rather hard to see the yard markers here at Norway. They don't put the hash marks in and don't put the, the yard markers out. So the ball resting just at the 17-yard line. Reby, fake handoff. He's going to take it around the right side across the 20, and he is stacked up and down immediately by Quinton Hall and Jeremy Miller. Also on the tackle, Jacob Saddlemeyer. So the ball at the 24-yard gain for Brevin Reby, and it will be third down and a less than a yard. They've got to get just over the 20-yard line. It's just on the Waynedale side. Full house backfield. Reby's going to take it right up the middle on the quarterback sneak. A lot of bodies. That was Straw's ball there. Was it Straw's ball? Okay, with the carry. And he got it across the 20, and I think he's first very down. close to the first down. And it'll be a first down for the Bears. Strasbaugh picks up a yard, and that's all they needed. So the Bears keep the drive going just over their own 20-yard line. 3.05 to go in the first quarter. Reby now out of the shotgun. Trips out wide to the left-hand side with Bixler, Strasbaugh, and Purdy. Dropping back is Reby. Looks to the right. He's going to roll out to his right. Under heavy pressure. Points downfield. Now throws into the flat. It is incomplete to Antoine Lewis. He grabbed it, dropped it, and then grabbed it again. He's trying to say that he may have caught the ball, but the officials said no he didn't, and that's an incomplete pass. Now, unfortunately, he landed uh, out of bounds. He did catch it, but uh, his elbows were looked like, at least from across the field over here, might have been on the line there. Isaiah Menue in the ballgame now. He'll line up slot left along with Strasbaugh. Out wide left is Bixler. Wide right is Spidel. Slot right, Antoine Lewis. Out of the shotgun is Reby. 2.50 to go in the quarter. Reby drops back, looks out to the right, and overthrows Antoine Lewis and incomplete. And it's third down 10. Reby, after hitting six in a row, has now thrown his last two incomplete. It looked like the same type of routes there. They, I think the coaching staff thought they had something to play before, but just overthrew Antoine. Reby out of the shotgun. Now Lewis is going to line up as the single setback out of the pistol behind Reby. 
trips out to the left. Boy, Strasbaugh is open in the flat. Dropping back is Reby. Reby looks to his left, now rolls out to the right, looking upfield. He's going to throw it deep to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh's got it! At midfield to the 40, and he's gone! He <laughs> cut it on the right sideline and takes it in for a touchdown! 80-yard touchdown pass to Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears have extended their lead at 20-13. to Great job by Nick to adjust his route. Brevin had to scramble out to his right. He was getting pressure. Nick was coming across the middle, and uh, the safety came up and bit on Nick's route, and he just busted it deep, and Reby delivered a great pass, put it right in his breadbasket, and he was gone the rest of the way. Second touchdown of the night by Nick Strasbaugh, his 11th of the year. Wanzik in to attempt the extra point, and it is up, and it is good. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a low-line drive kick or if it was partially blocked. Yeah, I'm not sure, but either way, it got through the uprights. So the Bears are on top of it now by 8, 21-13, to 13, and you want to talk about a shootout here. Waynedale has had the ball five times in this first quarter. They've scored four touchdowns. Norway's had the ball three times in this first quarter, and they've scored two. Yeah, just uh, as you said, a shootout, but last possession, the Bears were able to get a stop, so they want to carry that over um, into this possession as well. 2.32 left to go in this first quarter of play. This has been a ball game, and we've only played ten minutes. Yeah, i, I got to say, I'm, I'm somewhat shocked by this. I thought it would have been a, more of a little uh, defensive battle, but um, when you're on top of the scoreboard, you'll, you'll take it any way you got it. This is the game that I kind of expected with Wayne, uh, with Waynedale and Chippewa. Wanzik will kick it off, and the kick is a end-over-end kick that will be taken in by Hall. Hall at the 20. Cuts it to the left-hand side to the 25 to the 30. He cuts it up the sideline. Good block. And he takes it to the 50 to the 40. He's got one man to beat in Lewis. And Lewis just knocked him on his can. Out of bounds at the 21-yard line. 60-yard return by Quentin Hall. But Antoine Lewis had the exclamation point on that hit. Yeah, he did. He, uh, he, he put a good licking on him, but... Unfortunately, it's 60 yards down the field, and the Bears are giving up good field position again. So that's, that's going to be something that they're probably going to look at um, soon, if not at the end of the quarter, at the end at halftime, to you know maybe squib it to somebody else uh, and not give up so many big yards. Ball at the 21-yard line is where they're going to mark it. Zollinger with 221 left to go in this first quarter. Drops straight back. Looks to his left. Now looks into the end zone. No pressure at all. He throws it over the middle to Hall, and it is incomplete. Well, he had all day to stand there and throw the ball, and he eventually just threw it over the head of Hall. Yeah, just a four-man rush there, and somebody's got to get off their block. If He can't stand there all day and be able to survey the field and, and find an open man. Somebody's got to get off their blocker, toss him to the side, and get in the backfield. The Bears now have brought in Colton Purdy as a defensive back to and come in and cover some of these receivers. Looks like Nick's down here getting something taped, maybe a, a hand or uh, possibly something wrong with his pants, but I assume he'll he'll probably be back in there soon. 2.14 to go in the first quarter. Zollinger from the 21. Drops back on second and 10. Hand off to Miller. Cuts to the 20 to the 15. Breaks it clear to the 10, and he's down to the 7. 15-yard run by... 
Miller and the tackle made by Titus Bixler. 118 yards unofficially by Miller. Big plays are just absolutely, absolutely just killing us tonight. And that has been the Bears' hallmark this year. They had 20 plays of 20 yards or more coming into this one. And they had only given up eight plays of over 20 yards in the first three games. And tonight, they've almost matched that. Zollinger, fake handoff to Miller. Zollinger cuts it up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped at the six-yard line. Nice tackle around the waist by Adam Mullet. Ned Farrar also in there with the tackle. So just a yard gain. 129 to go. 21-13. Bears on top of it. Zollinger, ball resting on second down five at the seven. Handoff goes to Miller. Miller hit behind the line, and he's going to be brought down. The initial contact was made by Mullet, and Kyle Ice put him away. And now Ben Farrar has got to come off the field because he lost his helmet. A good job there of Mullet to be able to get off his block and get in the backfield and slow him up. If you can try to, if you can get in the backfield and, and slow him up at the initial point, he got a chance to bring him down. But if he's got daylight, he's fast and he's strong, and um, more often than not, he's going to break it for a big play. That's what the Bears did last year, Pat. They, they hit him behind the line of scrimmage and slowed him up. Third down, five yards to go. Bollinger lost the ball, but it's going to be covered up by Miller behind the line. Right down at the 10-yard line, so a, gain, a loss of three, and it will bring up fourth down and 10 yards to go from the Bears' 10-yard line. They can still get a first down. Well, check that. No, they can't. It's fourth and goal. And this is, you get another opportunity to get a stop on fourth down and get the ball. And this is where you got to come through. And that'll be the end of the first quarter of play as Norwayne's going to talk it over in between quarters with their coach, Adam Indorf. We've played one from Preston, Ohio, and your score, it is Waynedale 21 and the Norwayne Bobcats 13. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Stop in for breakfast Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs. Or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. 21-13, Bears on top of it, but Norwayne has got it fourth and goal at the Waynedale 10-yard line. What is Adam Indorf going to draw up here, Pat? Well, last time he did the uh, the slant route, which was covered poorly by the Bears secondary, so uh, we'll see what he decides to do here. May pull out a little bit of a trick play. Uh, looks like he's going for a field goal. He's going to bring in Gerke. But you gotta you got to be wary of a, uh, a fake here. 
So Gerke's going to come in and attempt the field goal. They're going to spot the ball at the 17-yard line, so it'll be a 27-yard attempt. Gerke is sidewinder. Hall is the holder. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick is up by Gerke, and it is no good wide right. What every Florida State fan hates to hear, wide right. (laughs) And Norway now doesn't like it. So the Bears hold on downs, and they'll take the ball over at their own 20-yard line with 11.57 to go in this first half. That's that's what you needed, another stop, even giving up the, the couple big plays, the big kickoff return and uh, the big 13-14 uh, yard gain by Miller to make it first and goal. But now now you gotta you got to chip away again and try to get another touchdown. Reed Stanley back into the ballgame. So is Nick Strasbaugh. He's lined up on the left on the slot. Spidell out wide left, pretty wide right. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley takes it right up the middle. Behind a nice block by Ben Farrar and Warner. Takes it across the 20 out to the 21-yard line. So a gain of about a yard on the play for Stanley. Stitka on the stop. Stanley, that's only his second carry tonight, five yards. We didn't expect a lot out of Reed tonight. He's playing with that high ankle sprain and only playing offense. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw out into the flat. Complete to Purdy. Purdy gets a block across the 25. Spins forward to the 29. Maybe the 30. That's going to be a gain of 9. And he's close to a first down on that completion. Yeah, I w- yep, they call first down. I was going to say, if the ball's resting on the 30 and it was on the 20, it's got to be a first down. So Colton Purdy with his first catch of the night. Nine yards on that reception. And... Dropping back to Reby. Reby hands it off up the middle. And it will be taken across the 30 down to the 33-yard line. Reed Stanley with the carry. So a gain of three on the play for Reed Stanley. And it's second and seven. Again, that short passage, uh, running the ball, wait till Norway comes up and do something over the top. Dropping back is Reby. Reby, pump fake. Now he's going to cut it up the middle as he's under a heavy rush. Cuts it out to the near sideline. Gets a block across the 35 and down to the 37-yard line. Gain on the play by Brevin Reby of five yards. And now the officials are taking a timeout. I think they're coming in and they want to have a chat with somebody. It looks like maybe it's Zach Steiner. No, two guys on that tackle. Reby went down and kind of slid a little bit. And somebody from Norway, 33 Gosser, was coming in to make the tackle, and he hit Steiner square in the head. So they're gonna they're gonna have him go off the field and and get him checked out. But that was just, uh, I mean, good thing Brevin slid down to the ground because Gosser was coming straight for his head, and uh, that could have been bad news for the Bears quarterback there. Now let's see if the Bears are paying attention, Pat, because Weston Garman just came in to take his place. He's a 5'9 sophomore coming in, and he's going to be lined up right across from Colton Purdy. Reed Stanley is the setback out of the pistol. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Fake handoff. Now handoff up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it across the 40 to the 41-yard line. So a gain of five for Reed Stanley and another first down for the Bears. 10-20 to go in the first half. At halftime, we'll talk with Paul Yoder. Again, just, just chip away at it, and uh, Steiner's back in the ball game, so he must have got checked out, and, and he's doing all right. Ball at the 41-yard line. Well, that's the quickest concussion protocol I think I've ever seen. Reby, out of the pistol, drops back. Lowers it out into the flat, complete to Purdy, across the 45, out to the 46-yard line. 
Gain of five yards on that completion. That's 213 yards unofficially now for Brevin Reby in this first half of play. And a lot of it's been, you know, obviously the big plays with the touchdowns to, to Nick, but just a lot of short passes and, and just moving the ball. Ball at the 42, make 47-yard line. Second down, seven. Lewis in motion to the far side. Handoff up the middle of the stand. The midfield to the 45. Breaks it into the clear. Into Norway territory down to the 37-yard line. 17 yards on the scamper. So they're actually going to mark him down at the 32. 32, so make it 22 yards on the scamper. First down for the Bears. Fake handoff up the middle to Stanley to the 25 to the 20. 15 oh. and he is tripped up at the 9. Oh, he just got it tripped up by Zach Steiner. 37-yard run on that one. Good tempo here by Waynedale. They're getting back up to the ball, and, and they're snapping it quick, not letting the Norway defenders get any rest here. Reby out of the pistol. Handoff up the middle to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh takes it down to the five-yard line. Uh, that was Stanley Does that read again. Stanley yep. again? That's Stanley. I'm sorry. Stanley with the carry down to the five. So a gain of four now for Reed Stanley. Now all of a sudden he's found the tempo. He's got 86 yards on seven carries, and there'll be a timeout called by Norway. 9-16 left to go in this first half of play, and your score from Norway. It is the Bears 21 and marching up the field, the Bobcats 13. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. 9-16 after the second timeout by the Bobcats here in this first quarter of play. Bears on top of it. 21-13. Stanley has been just the mechanic on this drive for Waynedale. It'll bring up second down and goal to go. Ball at the five-yard line. Reby out of the pistol with Stanley right behind him. Trips out wide left. Colton Purdy, the single receiver, out wide right. Handoff, fake handoff to Stanley, and Reby's going to be hit at the four and dropped. Reby with a yard gain on the play. The Bears tried a little misdirection, and it didn't work, and it'll bring up third and goal from the Norway four. You know, the one thing about it is you can't really see where the ball is resting here on this field, and then the scoreboard operator never puts the... <laughs> he's, he's a little slow on the trigger there. He is. 8.51 to go. Reby completely out of the shotgun. Drops back. He's going to run it up the middle. He got a hole, and then it was completely closed up immediately, and he's dropped down right at the six-yard line for a loss of two, and Waynedale will send in the field goal unit. So what looked to be a big hole by... The offensive line that had opened it up suddenly closed up, and now Jarrett Wanzik will come in to attempt the, ex the field goal. Ball will be at the 12, so it'll be a 22-yard attempt for Jarrett. 8-15 left to go in this first half. Reby gets the ball down. Wanzik puts it up, and it is good. Wanzik with the 22-yard field goal. 
and the Bears now are on top of it, 24 to 13. That's uh, I mean, you get points, and that's all good and everything, but um, would have been nice to get another touchdown there. But uh, again, to extend the lead and, and be able to uh, go up 11 now instead of eight, um, obviously makes it a two-possession game now. Well, the Bears now in their last five possessions have put points on the scoreboard. And they lead it 24-13 to 13 with 8.09 to go in this first half. At halftime, we're going to talk with Paul Troyer, the quarterback from the 1978 Waynedale undefeated team. That team, Pat, you weren't even around because that's the year I graduated. <laughs> they only had the three classes, Class A, AA, Single A, and they only took four teams out of each class to the state playoffs, and Waynedale was not one of them. Well, that would be something to go undefeated and not be able to make the playoffs. A lot of teams did that back then. We'll talk with Paul Troyer at halftime about that team and what he's doing now. That coming up on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. 8.09 left to go here. And what's the adjustment that you and make? Quick, quick kick. kick. And it's going to be taken in by the Bears. And an onside kick worked. They had Norway just completely befuddled. The Bears were in a huddle. I wasn't even expecting it. And the Bears quickly ran forward and that caught the ball. And I'll tell you what. He did got get it just at about the 49-yard line yep. in Norway territory. That was, uh, that was ex- that You can't get any closer than that with an onside kick. And... uh. I don't know. Who's, who's number 20? It looked like he was the one that got that. Number 20 for the Bears. That would be Christian Wellman. They are going to give it to the Bears down at the Norway 40. That was just, you talk about timing. He was right on the 49. And we, we are right lined up at midfield. And he was right on the 49 in Norway territory when he got it. Hand off. Fake hand off. Reverse. Goes to... Antoine Lewis up the left-hand side. He cuts it to the 40, to the 30, to the 25, and he is downed and out of bounds at the 21-yard line. I tell you what, a, a nice block by Reby after he handed off to Straw's ball before the reverse. If he wouldn't have sacrificed himself to go make that block, Antoine would have lost five yards there. i got to tell you right now, I would rather have Brevin Reby starting for the Browns Sunday than Johnny Manziel, <laughs> the way he's playing tonight. Lewis comes out of the ball game. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Aaron Spidell. Trips out wide left. It is Reed Stanley, the single setback out of the pistol. Now moving into the backfield is Menue. Reby, fake handoff to Menue. Looks over the middle. It is complete to Strasbaugh. Touchdown! 20-yard touchdown reception to Nick Strasbaugh, his third of the night. And the Bears have opened it up. It is now 30-13, to 13, Waynedale. That's his fourth of the night, his fourth touchdown catch. Excuse fourth me. touchdown pass by Reby. And they're just showing that, you know, Norway may be able to do some stuff offensively, but they can't stop us uh, defensively. They, they just can't stop us from moving the ball. They did the first possession, and that's it. 7.35 to go in the half. Bears on top of it, 30-13. to 13. Wanzik, hold is down, kick is up, kick is good. 7.35 to go before half, and your score from Norway. It's the Bears 31 and the Bobcats 13. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10. 
Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. 31-13, Bears on top, Pat. I've seen a lot of football in my days, but I don't think I ever saw an onside kick pulled off like that one. Yeah, that, that was great. Uh, obviously something that the Bears have worked on in practice before and, and a great time to pull it out when you're getting giving up long plays um, and front line's not expecting it, but a great job. And obviously now they're expecting it, so maybe pick one of these corners to pooch it to. So Wanzik will pooch it up the field. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks, goes through his hands, and then it'll be taken in and down by Weston Garman at the 32-yard line. There's a flag. And a flag down. It's like a personal foul for something by Norway. And and if that's the case, you know, an unsportsmanlike, if that's the case, we saw that last year. We did a lot in that fourth quarter. Norway just came unglued in the fourth quarter last year. I sat back and I re-listened to that game earlier this week, and we talked about it in the fourth quarter last year, Pat, where Norway just came unglued in the fourth quarter because they were down and had no chance of winning and now they just got hit with an unsportsmanlike and it'll knock them back from good field position at the 37 and take them back to the 22. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure uh, what happened. I, I think a lot of our fans saw it but I was looking down looking at the stat sheet and uh, I heard a, a big roar so you know again we saw that a lot last year. They just got frustrated and just started um, you know doing cheap shots and you know that's that's just not that's just not football. That's just not good football. They're going to take him back all the way back inside the 20 to the 17-yard line. It'll be first and 10 from Norway's own 17-yard line. Zollinger drops back. He's going to throw the ball out into the flat, and it is complete to Devin K. Devin K. completed the 20, spins forward. He's going to be taken down by Antoine Lewis at the 21-yard line for a gain of four. So Devin Kay with his first catch of the night. Antoine Lewis with the tackle. He's got a couple of tackles here this evening. Second down. Call it a long five yards to go. Well, that was a generous five yards on the first down. Now it's second down five. Miller in the backfield along with Zollinger. Fake handoff to Miller. Zollinger's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit by Kyle Ice and drugged down by Antoine Lewis on a nice tackle individually by Antoine Lewis. But Zollinger picked up four yards on the carry, and it's third and four. So third down and one yard to go. Well, I'll tell you what. We didn't get a chance to talk about it during the pregame, but we will here during the year. That right side, Adam Mullet at right defensive end and Antoine Lewis at right outside linebacker is devastating to offenses. Yeah, they, they do a great job. Miller on third and one. Ball resting just shy of the 24. Zollinger's going to keep it up the middle. He's going to be hit by Mullet, and he's going to struggle forward across the 25, maybe to the 26, but Mullet got his big bear paws all over him and drug him down, and they're going to bring in the sticks to measure this one. Uh, good job to, to get into the backfield again and by Mullet, and that's you know what we've seen all year has been him being able to get into the backfield. Ball resting just shy of the 26-yard line. 5.58 to go before halftime. Paul Troyer is our guest at halftime here on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. And they'll bring the sticks in. Scoreboard operator thinks they're short. He's already put fourth down up on the board. (laughs) 
And let's see. He, boy, this is close. You might be able to fit a quarter in there. It's about fourth and a couple of inches. It's not even inches. I think it may be an inch. <laughs> it may be the length, a length of the chain. And that's about it. You know what? You got Jeremy Miller. You're down 31 to 13. You go for it. Absolutely. He may be the best running back in the county, so why not? Ball, they've got it. Just move it forward about two inches. Zollinger is out of the pistol. I'm surprised at this. Miller is the single setback. Bears stack up the line of scrimmage. They've got no safeties back. They've put ten men in the box. And uh, fake. It goes to Zollinger. Zollinger is going to struggle forward. He's going to be hit by Ben Farrar and Jarrett Wanzik, but I think he got it, and he did. He picked up a yard, and it's first down. Yeah, that might have just been me, but it looked like Miller started leaving a little bit early there um, out, of the, out of the snap, out of the backfield to lead block, but... Uh, officials didn't see it, and I'm all the way up here, so I'm wrong. <laughs> 5.40. 5.40 left to go in the first half. First down for the Bobcats at their own 26-yard line. On their fourth down conversion, Zollinger drops back. He's going to throw the ball deep up the far side to Brevin Harris. Yeah! Intercepted by Spidell! Oh, what a defensive play by Aaron Spidell. He was on the single safety back there with Brevin Harris, and he went up and caught the ball. And it's high peak for the interception. And for Aaron on the year, that is his second interception of the season. Just a great play by Spidell. We saw him do that last year against Norway and just make some great interceptions. Played the ball perfectly. Waits it till it's at its peak. Goes up and gets it and brings it down. Just a, a great play by a senior. So the Bears will take it over first and ten at their own 40-yard line with 525. And boy, this would be... A big nail in the Norwayne coffin going in at halftime. Bears on top of it, 31-13. Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Now it goes to Stanley. Stanley off the left-hand side behind the left guard on the play Christian Warner. And he takes it out to the 45-yard line for a gain of five. Reed has really picked up the pace. I think that ankle injury... He's, he's limping a little bit, but I don't think there's any way he's coming out of the ballgame. No, he's, he's doing a great job of just hitting the holes and, and hitting it up the middle. and um, it's, it's nice to see him running the ball like this again. Fake handoff to Stanley. Dropping back is Reby. Throws it over the middle. Intercepted. Intercepted on the play by Norway's Quinton Hall. He cuts it across midfield. Inside the 40, down to the 35, down to the 33-yard line. Brevin Reby tried to throw the pass, and he just led Aaron Spidell a little too far. Yeah, they tried to do a little bit of a rubber out there, and um, Spidell had to wait for, I think it was Purdy, and just threw the timing off of the play a little bit. And, uh, and Obviously not what you want to see, but the defense has got to step up again and make another stop. So Norwayne has it inside Waynedale territory down to the 37-yard line. 4.45 left. They've got one timeout remaining. They've used two so far in this first half. I think that's actually the 33. You're right. It is the 33. So the ball at the 33-yard line of Waynedale. Zollinger out of the pistol with Miller right behind him. Miller gets the handoff off left tackle. He cuts it to the 30, inside the 30 to the 25, puts a move on. Inside the 20 and down to the 15. Tackle on the play by Antoine Lewis again. And 
also making the tackle, Cole Geyser. So gain on the play of 19 yards for Jeremy Miller. And this is what you want to see if you're a Norwayne fan, just kind of deflating the Bears a little bit by that interception and getting good field position. So their ball down to the 13, make it the 14. Zollinger fake handoff, and he's going to be upended by Logan Stanley and down to the 9-yard line. Gain of 5 on the play. Antoine Lewis in on that play also, but I think Logan Stanley really had the initial hit. Uh, Zollinger does a good job when he gets hit. He lunges forward a little bit. He's got a pretty big, pretty long body that he's able to get a few extra yards even after the hit. Second down, five yards to go. Ball at the Wayndale nine. Zollinger calls out the signals. Handoff up the middle to Miller. Oh breaks him into the three to the five. Touchdown. Well, he just broke a tackle right at the line of scrimmage. Adam Mullet couldn't get him wrapped up, and neither could Ben Farrar. And Miller goes in from nine yards out for the score, and it's now 31-19, Waynedale. Yeah, you got two guys that make contact in the backfield, and he just ran through it like it was two flies on him. So the touchdown, and now coming in to attempt the extra point, is Gerke. Philip Gerke is a junior 5'10", 145-pounder. Quentin Hall is the holder. Hold is down, kick is up, high, arcing kick, and it is good. 3.45 to go before halftime, and your score. It is Waynedale 31, Norway 20. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidel Funeral Home strives for. Okay, that's Every our last. the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you and trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Well, after that interception by Aaron Spidel, the Bears could have really put a nail in the coffin, Pat, but then Brevin Reby returned the favor, and Norway capitalized. Yeah, as you said, returned the favor, gave the ball back, and not only gave it back, but gave it back in good field position. And though uh, it's you know, instead of 38 to 13, it's now 31 to 20. Uh, as you said, could have been a big backbreaker nail in the coffin, but obviously plenty of time to put together a nice little drive and and try to put up a score before halftime. So Gerke will kick it off from his own 40. Strasbaugh back set to return with Menue and Antoine Lewis. Gerke approaches the ball. It's a squib kick taken in by one of the upbacks. Looks like Logan Stanley, and he's going to be hit at the 40 and takes it out to the 43-yard line, and that's where it'll be taken in. Logan Stanley did have the return of three yards on the return for the Bears, and they'll take it over first and 10 at their own 43-yard line. 3.41 left to go before halftime. Paul Troyer, our guest at halftime. Now the Bears, they've got their full complement of timeouts left. They've got 3.41 left to go. So, Pat, they can try to get that touchdown back and get back the big lead that they did have. Yeah, just uh, as I said, try to put together a nice little drive. You know, maybe keep the ball on the ground if you're able to pick up some yardage there and uh, try to get a score before halftime. That's the goal here. Lewis lines up behind Reby out of the pistol along with Reed Stanley. 
Fake handoff to Lewis. Gets it off to Stanley. Stanley off the left guard across midfield into Norway territory and down to the 47-yard line. So a gain of eight on the carry for Reed Stanley. Chase Gosser with the tackle. Unofficially, that puts Reed at 100 yards here in the first half. Just a good good push by the, the Bears offensive line there. Bixler wide left. Spidell wide right. Slot formation for the Bears. Now Lewis will line up behind Reby in the pistol with Stanley. Fake handoff. It goes to, to Lewis. Lewis cuts it across the 47 down to the 46 where he is gang tackled and dropped. So just a yard gain for Antoine. And it'll bring up Well, I think it is. They're going to say no gain, and it's third down. I was looking at the, the down marker on the sideline, and they had first, and I knew that wasn't the case. So it's third down and a yard. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley. He cuts it inside the 45 to the 44 for a first down. So Reed Stanley gets the first down. He's now over 100 yards in this first half. 2.34 left to go. Bears still with all three timeouts left. Ball resting right at the 45-yard line. Now Logan Stanley is coming in for his brother Reed Stanley, who's coming out. 2.20 and running left to go before halftime. Bears looking a little disjointed on this play, and I think Logan Stanley's going to move now over on the left-hand side of Brevin Reby on the far side, and the Bears are going to take a timeout. They were just disjointed on the offense. And good, good call by Matt Zerker. The Bears have three timeouts left with 2.07. They might as well use one since they're a little disorganized. Yeah, as you said, uh, just a little bit of confusion there. Um, you know, the substitutions and, and in the backfield, but you want to make sure, again, trying to put together a, dr- a nice drive to get a score before halftime, you want to make sure you got all your bases covered. It's 31-20, Bears on top of this one here as we are heading in towards halftime. Waynedale will have two timeouts remaining with 2.07 left. 31-20. It's a good evening here for football tonight. There was some forecast of rain earlier, but it has hold, held off and just a gorgeous night for football here in Ohio. Ball at the 45-yard line, and it will be first down and 10 for the Bears. Uh, quick quick score right now. Chippewa up 21-7 on Ripman. Any time on that? Uh, no. They don't they do not do us very good on Twitter. Okay. Fake handoff. Now it goes to Nick Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh is going to check out Logan Stanley with the carry. Stanley's going to dive across the 45 to the 46-yard line for a gain of one on the carry. And it brings up second and nine with a minute 53 and running left to go before halftime. Just good job by Logan. He was kind of stuck in the backfield and you know, did a good job of diving forward to get a, a small game. Bears just trying to chew up as much clock as possible. Second down nine. Receivers out wide on both sides. Slot formation. Fake handoff. Reby throws over the middle. Complete to Lewis. Lewis at the 30 to the 25. Breaks the tackle and takes it down to the 21-yard line. 24-yard completion to Antoine Lewis. That's his first catch of the night. That's his seventh catch of the year. A minute 28 to go. First down for the Bears in Norway territory. 
Ball resting at the 21-yard line. Reby drops back, looks over the middle. It is complete to Spidell. He's got a wall in front of him. To the 15, to the 10, to the right sideline. Dives forward across the 5 and down to the 4. 17-yard reception to Aaron Spidell. His first catch of the night. And the Bears with a minute 17 to go are knocking at the Bobcats' door. 31-20, and it will be first down goal to go at the four-yard line. And if you want my opinion, read Stanley up the middle, please. Stanley is the back. Out of the Wildcat is Nick Strasbaugh now moving in motion. Strasbaugh is going to keep it off right tackle. He cuts it down to the one. Touchdown! Strasbaugh just took it out of the Wildcat and took it in from four yards out. Touchdown by the Bears. And now Waynedale is on top of it, 37 to 20. That'll work too. <laughs> that, that'll work. 104 left to go in the first half. Great drive by the Bears in the air and over the land. As as we said, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Wait for Norway to cheat up. Antoine Lewis across the middle, and then a nice little screen pass to Spidel to set yourself up first and goal. Wanzik puts it up and through. He gets the extra point. And it is 38-20. Bears lead it with 1.04 left to go in this first half. It has been quite a slugfest here at Waynedale. At Norwin, excuse me. It, it has been, but a great response after giving up the turnover and the touchdown to be able to, to come out and, you know, get, get that scoring drive and chew some time off the clock. So now, barring a big play by Norwayne, what do they do? Do they let Zollinger throw the ball to try to run a little bit of a two-minute offense here? Do they keep giving it to Miller to just, uh, you know, possibly run clock, see if he can break a big play, and uh, and just go into the halftime, you know, down, but collect yourself and uh, see what you can do. You know, Pat, really, Bears have two timeouts left. There's a minute four to go. You know, you can use your timeouts to try to get the ball back. Norway hasn't stopped you. The Bears have had the ball ten times tonight. The only time they've been stopped is on the first possession with a punt and on an interception. The rest of the times they've scored. Yeah, I mean, you can really... It really depends on, on what happens on this play here, what you're going to do. So Wanzik will kick it off from left to right. Tees it up at the 40. Wanzik will approach it. He's going to kick it deep. He's going to hit, and Brevin Harris is going to take it in at the 20. So the 25 cuts to the far side. He's going to be stacked up and brought down on the play. Nice individual tackle by the Bears' Austin Rogers. Great tackle by Rogers. 57.7 seconds to go, and Norway takes it over at their own 25. Now let's see what the Bears decide to do. They've got the two timeouts left. Brevin Reby's coming into the ballgame now, and Isaiah Menue is going to come out as the Bears want to go with the extra DB. Nick Strasbaugh is going to drop back into safety position about 15 yards behind the line. You've got to be ready to tackle on this first play, though, because, again, you don't know what Coach Indorf wants to do. You don't know if he's just going to let Miller run the ball and, and possibly run the clock out or if he's going to let Zollinger throw it and try to get a score here. Pistol formation trips out to the left. Zollinger, he's going to throw it out into the far side. It is complete to Quinton Hall, and he's run out of bounds at the 33-yard line. That really helped Waynedale. He gained eight on the reception, but he ran out of bounds, and Waynedale doesn't have to use a timeout. Yeah, he he could have could have got two more yards before he ran out of bounds, but um, he wanted to stop the clock, I guess. And again, if if the Bears get a stop here, 
you know, who, who knows what, what can happen here. Norwayne's got one timeout left. Harris comes out wide left. It is Steiner wide right. Davis slot right. Miller the single setback on second down and a long two. Zollinger drops back. He's going to throw the ball up the field, and it is over the head of Steiner and incomplete. Check that Davis. Jared Davis was the intended receiver. Incomplete, and that played right into the Bears' hands, Pat. 45.4 seconds to go. Waynedale still got the two TOs left. It, it did. A little bit of a roll of the dice there. He had a step on Reby was covering. He had a step on him. Had it been a better throw, obviously, had a chance to get a big play, possibly a touchdown. But, you know, we'll see if the – I would imagine you're probably just going to give it to Miller to extend the drive and, and maybe use your last time out here. Third and two for Norway. Ball at the 32-yard line. Menuay back in at the cornerback position for Reby. Handoff goes to Miller. Miller picks up the first down at the 35-yard line. He picked up the two yards. That's all they needed for the first down. And that'll be a first down for the Bobcats. It's 135 yards unofficially here in this first half by Jeremy Miller. But remember, he had 70 of them on the very first play of the ball game. And you'll take that if, you, if you're a Golden Bear. Yeah, he picked up the first down, but he only gained a couple yards. So the ball at the 35. Zollinger drops back. Looks upfield. 25 seconds to go. Right. He hit sack. Kyle Ice. Kyle Ice with a great play. Ice with the tackle on the sack. Bears first of the night. Great play. As a team, the Bears this year have had ten sacks coming in, and that's their first tonight. And that's just obviously a big spot for that. Clock's running. They're not going to be able to get off another play. Maybe one more, but it doesn't look like it. And the uh, Bears will go in with a big halftime lead. And that, well, now Norwayne, they had the one timeout, and they are going to take that timeout. So they will take the timeout. We'll keep it right here. So Norwayne had one in their back pocket, and Adam Indorf decided to use it. And I'm not sure what time they are going to put on the clock. I think two seconds. They'll put two seconds on the clock. 38-20. Waynedale leads it by 18. At halftime, our guest... Paul Troyer, very good interview with Paul here tonight as we celebrate the 60 years of Waynedale High School, as we have done throughout the entire season so far. Next week, Bears will be back at home for homecoming with Hillsdale. you got to be ready for either, you know, maybe a draw or some hook and ladder type stuff here. Um, but you got to make well, one. Wait a second. The clock says 20 seconds. Nah, that's not right. That's not right. Dropping back is Zollinger. Zollinger out of the timeout. Throws over the middle on the hook and ladder. It is com complete to the 44-yard line, and that will do it. So the Bears here at halftime, a great first half. Offensive explosion by both clubs, but the Bears have outlasted the Bobcats. We're at halftime, and your score here from Preston, Ohio. It is Waynedale 38, Norwayne 20. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Orville, 684-1050. 
the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, the Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster, and the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Welcome back to Creston. We are at halftime of tonight's Norwayne Waynedale High School football game on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And along with our theme of halftimes over the past three weeks, we are continuing on. This is the 60th anniversary of Waynedale High School and their football program. And in talking with Jeff Sowers just a week ago, he said one of the people that I should talk to was Paul Troyer. And he was the quarterback of that 1978 team that Jeff was so high on. And he joins us here for tonight's halftime show. Paul, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you? Well, very good, Dave. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the, the opportunity to share a little bit. It is really an honor to have you on. Jeff Sowers, boy, he really spoke highly of you on last week's halftime show about that undefeated team in 1978. What's the thing that you really remember most about that team, Paul? Uh, I would say the, the one thing I would remember most is uh, that we were uh, a team, a true team. Uh, there wasn't anybody... Uh, that thought of themselves above the team. And, uh, you know, we totally bought into Coach Sauer's, uh, you know, scheme and, uh, you know, did the best that we could to, you know, to play together and, and just to win every game. He said about that team in 1978 that it was probably one of the most cohesive units that he had ever coached. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, I would agree. Um, it was uh, – not only from the seniors, but if you looked at the junior class and then the sophomore class, everybody, every class contributed uh, to that season. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people might, you know, forget. We had some really good team, you know, uh, classmates in the lower grades. Um, but as I look at it, um, when we were freshmen, uh, Coach uh, Sam Sayer came over from Smithville. He was our coach, and we kind of bonded at that time. We were all uh, you know, you know, eager to play football for Wayndale, and uh, and then as we just progressed up to our senior year, uh, you know, we were a really tight group, especially the senior class, and uh, just a, a time that I'll never forget. What made that team, other than being cohesive, what was it that was on the field with that team that made you guys so good? Um, I think we uh, everybody had each other's back. Uh, we encouraged each other. Um, the coaches were hard on us, uh, not not necessarily hard on us. Uh, they really conditioned us well. Um, and I think that we just had a group of guys that really just loved to play football and um, wanted to continue, you know, the tradition at Waynedale, which we saw as kids growing up. I was telling you earlier about um, some of the teams that, you know, you know, when we were in grade school and junior high that we saw play, you know, we just wanted to emulate them and to – play up to that standard did you feel you were able to do that i think so um 
I, um, our senior year, definitely. Um, I can remember thinking, man, I don't think we would ever be able to beat some of those teams, you know, from years past. And I don't know that we could, you know, uh, you know, we could have even at that time, but, um, yeah, I was, I was, I I was uh, pleased, uh, you know, with our season as, as seniors, uh, uh, and, you know, and what we did as a team, you know, to win the championship. Paul Troyer is our guest here at halftime of tonight's Waynedale norwayne High School football game on Ultimate Sports Talk. Paul, at that point in time, the playoff situation for the state was completely different than what it was now. You only had the, the three classes is what they were called at that time. Now they're divisions. You didn't have the regions. They just took mainly the top four teams out of each class around the state and played them. Thus, Waynedale wasn't able to go in. How disappointed were you guys that you, first of all, didn't get in? And when did you really realize that there was really not a chance of getting into the state playoffs during that season? Well, yeah, you're right. It was it was it was a different time, single A, double A, triple A. And to be honest with you, uh, I'm, I can say for myself, my goal. Um, going into that year was to win the Wayne County League Championship. And it wasn't even until after the season, you know, hey, okay, these are the top four teams. These are the guys that go into the playoffs. And it really, I wasn't even, you know, it wasn't like a big deal. Uh, You just went with, you know, it was, uh, I think they voted the AP and UPI. I believe they voted. And maybe some of the coaches voted on that as well. But I, I don't know. It wasn't, I look at it now. I look at the, you know, how it's set up nowadays, and I think, man, that would have been great, you know, for us to have had that opportunity. Um, but it, it was what it was back then, and you know, just it didn't really, uh, didn't really. Uh, I wasn't disappointed, I guess. Do you remember any of the games from your from the season? Any of the tough games? Do you still remember that oh, season? That, oh, you mean in the Wayne County League? Definitely. Oh yeah, I can remember, um, you know, some defining moments. Um, maybe as juniors, uh, when we were juniors, um, we played Ritman and I think we only, we only, uh, dressed maybe 18 players or something like that. And we were big underdogs. Anyway, we went to Ritman, beat them and never, never lost another game. I think we won our last four straight. Um, and then of course, you know, in the Wayne County League or senior year, we won every game. But I would say the defining game as seniors again was Ritman. Believe it or not, at home uh, it was a real tight game, and uh, we was in the like in the fourth quarter, way toward the end of the game, we had a fourth and ten on about the thirty, and if we don't, you know, if we don't get the first down, we're you know we're done. And uh, we had a pass thrown to Bruce Bruce Miller. I don't know if you remember Bruce Miller or not. Mm-hmm. Great receiver. Um, he catches you know, the ball for a first down, and then a couple plays later, uh, you know, we score, you know, with a run. So I would say that would be, that was the defining game, you know, our senior year, definitely. Well, you you bring up Bruce Miller. Talk about some of the other players on that team. I know you're not going to hit all of them, but what are the players that you remember and some of the, the key times with those players? Well, you know, we had a really good group of seniors. Um, Mike Pritt was um, – uh, excellent linebacker and center. Um, Ross Miller was a, our defensive tackle as well as offensive tackle. Just a great player. 
Uh, we had Galen Mass. I'm just talking about the senior class. Uh, Galen Mass was our fullback uh, and linebacker, and you know he was excellent as well. Uh, my cousin Brian Troyer uh, played defensive back and then also played running back. And then we had Tom Richard, uh, who was a linebacker. I'm trying not to leave anybody out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's but the toughest thing a, to do. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but we really, you know, we just had a, you know, a good group. We had Roy Smith was uh, another defensive tackle. I'm look, you know, looking at actually a picture of Roy right now. I have our team picture here. And then we had Mark Hagan, who was also a, uh, you know, a defensive player. And then Bill Gallatin uh, was another defensive player for us at that time. But we did have, like I said, I said earlier, we had some really good underclassmen that really played key roles as well. And, uh, you know, in their own right, they were, you know, really did really well in the, the coming years as well. You know, that team in 1978, according to Coach Sowers last week, really propelled the Waynedale program into a decade, the nine, ten years that he was there, of just excellent football. Do you do you feel like you had something to do with the the following nine or ten years, Paul? Um, I would, you know, I, I would I would put it to you this way. Uh, when I was 13 years old, and I was watching Waynedale go 18 and 0, and I saw you know John Thompson playing and uh, the Donnelly brothers and uh, the, the Millers, and I just I, I I could name the whole team. They had everything to do with my focus and, uh, you know, to play football. So, yeah, I, I would hope I had something to do with it. I didn't do anything necessarily, you know, with team or anything like that, but I would hope that, you know, the younger players, you know, would have aspired to do what we did. Paul, did the game of football teach you anything that you have attributed to the rest of your life? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a team game. You cannot win all by yourself. You have to rely on other people to do their job. And you have to work as a team. If you don't work as a team, it, it you know, it won't work out as well. So I would definitely say that that, that was a key factor. Um, I looked at coaching. I looked at our coaches at that time and what they did to prepare us. So I learned how to prepare for things in life. Um, so yeah, I, I, a lot of life lessons that uh, I'll never forget. What do, you, what do you remember most about Jeff Sowers as a coach? Well, when I was a sophomore, he was a position coach and quarterback. And I thought, I cannot do anything right for Coach Sowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was like, so that drove me. I mean, he was, he was, um, he had high expectations. And I just thought, man, I'm never going to be able to, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to meet his expectations. So, but that motivated me. That, that's how I'm motivated. So, and I can remember as a senior, him, you know, to all the other coaches as well, we would have done anything for them. Um, just totally bought into, you know, his system and the other coaches and, you know, what they taught. Paul Troyer, our guest here at halftime. Paul, what are you doing now as far as as far as in your life? What are you doing? Well, I'm happily married. Um, my wife, Dawn, and I live in Worcester. 
Um, I'm a sales manager for Wayne Dalton. I've been with them for 28 years, so, um, you know, things are going well. Children are getting married, and, uh, you know, grandchildren are coming along, so <laughs> very happy. <laughs> are you are you still involved at all in the game of football? You know what, I, I'm i not what I do. I, I do go to all the playoff games. I'm, like, relentless on that. Um, I probably saw the last five Norway football games when they won a state title, and I was really excited for them. Um, and I'm, I watch, I would, I'd go to about every Waynedale game, that type of thing. But And I did coach um, in the Waynedale Pee Wee uh, mm-hmm. for quite a while. I don't know, it was maybe five, six years, something like that. But, but uh, that's about the extent of it. Well, Paul, thanks a lot for joining us here tonight. It's been fun reminiscing about that 78 team. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for having me, Dave. Paul Troyer, our guest here this evening at halftime. We'll be back with more of our Apple Creek Bank halftime report right after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, it's 38-20, Waynedale on top of Norway and Pat. We've done a lot of football over the past year, and this has been one of those games that I don't think it matches up with the Triway game of a year ago, but it's one of those games where it has simply been wild and woolly. Yeah, that's that's the case exactly. Uh, It's been an exciting game for these fans to watch, um, especially as of right now if you're a Golden Bear fan being up on the scoreboard. But um, as you said, just just kind of just a a wild game and, and a great one. You know, in talking with one of the Chippewa coaches that just left, he was here scouting because Chippewa is playing Waynedale in a couple of weeks, and I talked to him on the way out, and he said to me, I don't understand why Norway just isn't giving the ball to Jeremy Miller tonight. Can you answer that question? You know, you got the best running back in the league. The first two carries, he just totally blitzed the Bear defense, and he's been pretty much non-existent throughout the rest of the half. Yeah, I, I uh, just kind of scanning through the stats here. He's only carried the ball eight times. Uh, I think he caught one pass, so uh, you know, really only giving them the ball nine times in one half. That's not obviously not something uh, that you want to do. However, running the read option. You know, Zollinger has has kept the ball. Um, I think he's carried it eight times as well. So he's obviously seeing that the Bears' defense is crashing down uh, where Miller's going, and he's keeping it. And he's really only got he's they're the Bear coaching staff are rolling the dice, letting Zollinger go one on one with either Antoine Lewis or Logan Stanley pretty much all night, and they're making they're making tackles. So 
Um, you know, could be a, a little bit of what the Bears are doing are just making Zollinger carry the ball instead of being able to hand it off to Miller. You know, for the second straight week, the Bears gave up a touchdown early in the game and got down 6 to nothing. but then they came back and boom, boom, boom. Now all of a sudden they're up 38-20. to 20. You cannot continue to do that, but I like the way that I've seen the Bears be able to handle that kind of adversity and come back and actually just smack the other team. Yeah, it just says huge uh, amounts of what this team has has. That's that's a big thing that they weren't able to do last year. Uh, we talked to Coach Zirka, as you said, after Ridgewood, and it just seemed like whenever they got punched in the mouth, wh- whatever the sport may be, most times they weren't weren't able. The senior class weren't able to come back and respond. Now, you know, obviously they've shown this season, this young season, these past two games, that they can get punched in the mouth, and they're going to come right back and punch you a little bit harder than what than what they got punched. So. Um, that that's a huge thing to uh, that's not something that you can coach that's something that you got to learn as a team and if they can learn that and keep that going throughout the year it'll be a special season for these seniors well this is not the way that most people who came into this stadium tonight thought this game was going to go it's 38-20 Waynedale on top of it here at halftime we'll be back to take a look at the stats here in the first half of play right after this timeout The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 38-20, 38-20, Waynedale on top of it here at halftime as the Bears come out of the locker room for the warm-up period. And here with the stat story of the first half is Patrick. Uh, we'll start off with Norway. 197 yards of total offense, 49 through the air, 148 on the ground. Two penalties for 25 yards, uh, one, pen- one punt for 45 yards. Eight first downs for Norway, seven of those on the ground, and one through the air. Individually, Elmer Zollinger, he's 5 for 9 for 49 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Rushing, Jeremy Miller leading the way, 8 carries for 145 yards and 2 touchdowns. Zollinger has 8 carries for 3 yards. Receiving, Zach Steiner, 2 catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Jeremy Miller has 1 catch for 11 yards. Quentin Hall, 1 catch for 8 yards. And Jared Davis has 1 catch for 3 yards. Switching over to Waynedale, they have 380 yards of total offense on 38 plays, so they're averaging 10 yards per play. 262 yards through the air, 118 on the ground. No penalties, which is obviously something that was different than what we saw last year, or last week. Uh, One turnover with the one interception. 15 first downs for the Bears, 6 on the ground, 9 through the air. Individually, Brevin Reby, 11 for 16 for 262 yards, four touchdowns and one interception. Rushing, Reed Stanley leading the way, 10 carries for 74 yards. Antoine Luz has two carries for 20 yards. Brevin Reby, six carries for 12 yards. Nick Strasball, three carries for 11 yards. And Logan Stanley has one carry for one yard. Receiving Nick Strasball leading the way for the Bears, five catches, 189 yards and four touchdowns. Antoine Lewis has one catch for 23 yards. Aaron Spidell, one catch for 18 yards. Titus Bixler, two catches for 17 yards. And Colton Purdy, 
two catches for 15 yards. So it's 38 to 20. Waynedale on top of it here at halftime. We'll have more after this. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, it's 38-20 to 20 here. I'm sure a lot of people are shocked at this score so far, Pat. But when we saw that Chippewa was up over Rittman early in the second quarter, 21-7, to 7, and then what it is at halftime, I think I was shocked. Yeah, it was a, a pretty close score, but uh, not sure exactly what happened. But Chippewa, I guess, turned it on, and uh, they're up 42-7 now at halftime. Uh, last we saw at halftime, Smithville was up 14-7 to 7 on Hillsdale, which, as we talked about before, is obviously a, a big game. Uh, Triway is down. Uh, they came out of the locker room and, and had a nice 71-yard scoring drive. So they're down 21 to 12 uh, on Manchester in the third quarter, and um, that's that's really about it right now. And the Cleveland Indians are leading the Chicago White Sox six to one as they continue to try to get themselves back into the playoffs. 38-20, Waynedale on top of it. We'll be back with the second half kickoff after this. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to midfield, and he is gone! Tonight's Wayndale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Casa de Sassi, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Wayndale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Wayndale leads at 38-20 as we enter the second half of play. This score has got to be shocking people around the area. Nobody really expected not only this kind of score, but maybe this kind of a blowout so far in this one. And Norway will get the ball to open the second half of play as the Bears will kick it off. Yeah, big uh, opening possession here for both teams. If you're Norway and you want to have a good, uh, uh, you want to score here and cut it down to a two-possession game, if you're Waynedale, you obviously want to, uh, you know, get a stop here and get the ball back o- over unscathed. So Jarrett Wanzik will tee it up and kick it off as now the official says, all right, we're ready to go. 
Brevin Harris back set to return the kickoff for the Norway Bobcats. And Wanzik is going to kick it off deep to the right-hand side. It's going to be taken in by Quinton Hall at his own 20. Takes it out to the 25 on the far side to the 30. And he is going to be tripped up. And he's going to break a couple of tackles and then go backwards and be hit at the 30. And finally be brought down on the play by Titus Bixler and Logan Stanley. So Norway will take it over first and 10 from their own 30-yard line. And let's see if this second half shapes up like the first half did. And I would imagine, again, if you're, uh, if you're Coach Endorf in the locker room, you might tell Zollinger, you know, I know what you're reading. I know they're crashing down on him. you got to look to get him the ball a little bit more uh, with Miller. So Zollinger, boy, Norway looks a little confused now on offense just coming out after halftime. They've got Devin Kay coming out right-hand side. I think they're going to have to use a timeout. Zollinger is over. Now Brevin Harris goes out wide left. Now they finally break the huddle. The back judge has yet to pull up his hand for the time, so evidently they got the play clock started a little bit late. Moving in motion is starting to make at Harris. Harris is going to take it across the 30 to the 35 out to the 37-yard line, and Harris just about ran over Harvey Geyser on the sideline. That's the first carry of the night by Harris, and that's the first time we've actually seen that jet sweep. Picked up nine on the carry, and it's second down one at the ball. is just inside the 39-yard line. Steiner is out wide left. Harris slot left. Devin Kay is wide right. Now Harris is going to move over to the right-hand side. Norway is really taking a lot of time in the huddle trying to get the play in and then looking at their wristbands to see what the play is going to be. Out of the pistol is Zollinger. To his left is Miller. Handoff goes now to Harris. Harris on the jet to the left-hand side across the 40, up the left sideline to the 45 and run out of bounds at the 48-yard line. They're going to say now the 45-yard line is where he stepped out. Gain of six, but still a first down for Brevin Harris. Now obviously, uh, as you said, the first time, first two times we've seen the jet sweep, so uh, the Bears are going to have to make a quick adjustment here to uh, quit giving up you know, six to eight yards every play. 11.25 to go in the third quarter. Well, I'm sure Adam Endorf has seen what the Bears have been trying to do, just stock up the middle to keep Miller from busting it up the middle like he did on the first two carries, and now they're taking advantage of that by running the jet with Harris. Now moving in motion is Steiner. Fake handoff. Handoff goes to Miller off left tackle across midfield into Waynedale territory to the 45 down to the 44-yard line. Tackle made by Sam Farrar and Christian Warner. Yeah, you almost had to know that was coming. They weren't going to probably let him not touch the ball three times in a row. 12-yard pickup for Jeremy Miller. Under 11 minutes to go in the first in the third quarter. Harris comes out slot right. Devin K wide right. Steiner lines up at a wing right. Pistol formation. Zollinger about five yards behind the center. Right behind him is Jeremy Miller. High snap. Fake handoff to Miller. Goes off on the right-hand side. Zollinger's going to throw the ball deep, and it's going to be incomplete. Almost uh, intercepted by Aaron Spidell. Roughing the passer on Waynedale. Now they hit, hit Zollinger late. Not sure who did that. I was watching the play up the field. Aaron Spidell made a nice play on the ball. I think it was Wanzik. He came in. It, it's probably a pretty good call. 
10.33 left to go, but the penalty, that'll be the first of the night against Waynedale. We're going to call a 15-yard penalty. As I said, the first of the night. And that'll give Matt Zerker laughing on the sideline. I don't think he agreed with the penalty, but it'll take it down into Waynedale territory. And they'll place the ball just inside the 30-yard line of Waynedale. 10.33 left to go in this third quarter. Bears leading it by 18. Wing formation, receivers out wide on both sides in the slot is K. High snap, handoff, Zollinger goes to Miller off left tackle. Inside the 25 to the 20, makes a step inside the 10, down to the 5, spins down near the 5-yard line. Titus Bixler with the tackle for the Bears on the play along. Looked like Nick Strasbaugh. So that'll take it, call it a 21-yard gain. Quick huddle by Norway, first and goal. Handoff, that is Miller running the Wildcat. Miller cuts it inside the five, down to the three. A little bit of a direct snap, uh, full house backfield there. Gain of three on the play. Ten minutes to go. Here they go again, quick huddle. Out of the Wildcat is Miller. Wing formation. They've got a jumbo formation now. High snap. Miller takes it down. He's going to be hit at the line. Struggles forward, and he's in for the score. Miller takes it in from three yards out, and Norwayne scores the touchdown on the opening drive here in the second half of play, and it's 38-26 to now. Bears lead it by 12. Again, if you're a, if you're a Norwayne uh, Bobcat fan, that's what you want to see. You want to come out and, and get a score there. You know, the drive obviously aided by the roughing the passer penalty, but, um, again, we'll see how the Bears respond. Gerke will come in to attempt the extra point. High snap, but they get it down. Kick is high. Kick is off the upright. No good. There's an official timeout on the field. 9.50 to go in this third quarter of play. Your score from Norway. It is the Bears 38 and the Bobcats 26. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. 9.50 to go in the third quarter of play, 38-26 now. And, Pat, we were talking while the game was in a timeout. I'm not crazy about the way Norway has been able to run the ball through Waynedale's defense. No, it just seems uh, they've just been able to open up big holes for Miller. And once he gets ahead of steam and he gets into the secondary, it's hard to bring him down. We're not helping ourselves either by tackling high. we got to go low on him. And I'm sure that's something that they've probably worked on all week in practice. They're just uh, not executing right now. So Gerke will kick it off from his own 40. We've got we got some lights out over here on the far side because this I say that end looks really dark. This end really does look dark, and it does look like there are some lights down here at the far end on the near sideline. And Gerke's going to kick a pooch kick, but it's going to hit about the 20, picked up by Antoine Lewis at his own 30 to the 35. Struggles forward, gang tackled, and takes it out to the 38-yard line. Antoine Lewis. So the Bears take it over first and 10. 
at their own 38-yard line. This will be their first possession of the second half, 944 remaining in the third. 38-26. Bears leading it by 12. And let's see if they can come back and react to what Norwayne has just done. And again, how do you respond? How do you respond to just what happened? Um, do you pout or do you come back and punch him right in the mouth again? I will say one thing. I'm glad the Bears are going in this direction right to left where the stanchion of lights down here at this end is, is out in this third quarter and not the fourth. Reby, fake handoff. Now handoff right up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley, and Stanley takes it up to the 40. Gain of two on the play. So it'll bring up second down, eight yards to go. Ball just over the 40, near the 41-yard line. 9.25 and running. Spidell out wide left. Check out Bixler out wide left. Spidell out wide right. Nick Strassball lined up about five yards behind Bixler, wide left. Reby calling out an audible at the line of scrimmage. Isaiah Menue, wing right. Reed Stanley, the single setback, moves from right to left, right beside Reby. Handoff goes to Stanley. Fake handoff. Now, Reby's going to throw it out to the left sideline to Strasbach. Across the 40 to the 45 to the 50, and he is hit out of bounds. No No call. Yeah, there we go. There's the flag. Boy, Nick was about five yards out of bounds. He got into Norway territory to the 48-yard line. 11 yards on that reception to Nick Strasbach. And... Strasbaugh, that's his sixth catch of the night. And he's close to 200 yards in receiving. But that penalty, like I said, Nick was at least about five yards out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, he, he had gone out two or three yards, and I think the Bears' sideline, if that was over on the Norway sideline, that's not a, that's probably not a penalty. I think they made the call for the official there. Well, another thing, too, you... They're, they're down to this end where it is extremely dark down at this end. Maybe they didn't even see it. There's no light down there. That's true. This I've never seen a high school football field lighted like this. It is completely dark down to the left-hand side, the, the area that the Bears are going into right now on the near side. And the officials are going to call a timeout and talk about this. Yeah, I, I can understand why, because the light's down on this stanchion right to the left of our, our press box. Now Adam Indorf is going to come in. They're going to call Matt Zerker. You know what they may do, and they I've seen this happen, switch ends. Yep, they may make both teams go the same direction for the rest of the game. This light, you just you almost cannot see from about the 30-yard line, from about halfway the midfield stripe, right down the middle, just cut the field in half from about the 30-yard line all the way to the back goal post. It is almost completely dark, and you cannot see anything because that light stanchion it looks like, I can't tell it from here, Pat, when I'm looking outside, but it looks like the entire left side of that light stanchion is completely out. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, obviously, not a time where you can get an electrician in here real quick, but um, again, the officials will have to make adjustment, and that's what you get with uh, small small town football. Well, we'll see what they're going to do. It doesn't look like they're going to do anything. They talked to both head coaches. They talked to Zerker, they talked to Indorf, and it looks like they're just going to go ahead and play it the way it is. I'm not sure if maybe they just decided that Norwin would be going in that direction in the fourth quarter and things would even up. I don't know, but that's what the decision was. We'll have to talk to Z about it after the game. Bixler is out wide left. Trips out wide right. Reby out of the shotgun now. 
on first and 10 from the 37. Pass goes to Bixler. Bixler to the wall. Inside the 30 to the 25, down to the 22-yard line. Nine-yard gain on the pass to Bixler. That's his third reception of the night. Got three catches for 27 yards. Menue out wide right along with Spidell. Coming out wide left is Strasbaugh and Bixler. Reby out of the shotgun. Low snap. Picks it up. Looks to the left. He's got it complete to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh to the 15. He's going to struggle forward to about the 11. Nine yards on that reception. And the Bears have been successful tonight just dinking and dunking, throwing underneath the coverage and getting big first downs. Second down and a yard to go. Ball resting at the 11. Well, they'll call it. Tell you what, that's not two. That is a. If that's two, I'm six foot nine. <laughs> and the ball is handed off right up the middle to Reed Stanley. Stanley is going to take it near the 10 yard line, and I think he's got. They're going to say he is just shy. Boy, if that ball's on the 10 yard line, that's a first down. Yeah. And that ball, uh, hey, I, I know it's dark down there, but I can see that ball resting on the 10. I believe that's a first down. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna measure here. This is just, this is odd. This that is. They're not just making both teams go the same direction. I can't, I, I can't believe this. This is crazy. <laughs> it's it's so, I can't, I mean, I can't even see barely who's, who's carrying the ball, where they're down at. First down. First down Bears, and that'll be first down and goal to go for the Bears at the 10-yard line. You're right, and they are going right, they're on the near hash mark, near side, and they are right in the darkness down at this end, which is our left end. Reby out of the pistol with Stanley behind him. Hand off to Reed. Reed cuts it to the five, and he's going to be cut down. Flag. Flag on the play. It's in the backfield. It's in the backfield. Touchdown, Stanley, but let's wait and see what the flag is. Ten-yard touchdown scamper by Reed Stanley, but let's see. The flag is in the backfield, holding on the Bears. So the hold will negate the touchdown run by Stanley. That's only the second penalty of the night, but that one's costly. That one takes a touchdown away. Yeah, that one's big. Penalty takes the ball back to the 20-yard line. 7.54 left in this third period. Bears looking to go 4-0. and Leading it 38-26. Reby out of the pistol. Stack receivers on both sides. Menue now moves in motion back behind Reby. Handoff goes to Stanley. No, Reby keeps it. He's going to cut it off the left side. Pitches it out to Menue. Menue inside the 15 and down near the 12. Menue on the play picks up about seven yards on the carry. That's his first carry. Matter of fact, that's his first carry of the year. <laughs> on the pitch out. And it'll bring up second down and 11. Ball at the 11. Reby moving in motion as Menue behind Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Now the throw out into the flat. It is complete to Strasbaugh on the sideline. He struggles forward near the 10. Maybe a yard. Reby got hit immediately as he threw the ball. And that was a nice catch by Nick Strasbaugh as he went up and got it. Yeah, They're going to give him maybe a yard. He took a big hit there. He's taking a couple tonight. Third down 11. The way the yard markers are set up, Patrick, the Bears can get a first down without scoring. But it's going to be very near the goal line to get that. Right, yeah. It's uh, 
It, it's dark. It, it's dark <laughs> and it, it's tough to see. <laughs> Reby out of the pistol on third and 11. He drops back. He's going to throw out in the left flat. It is complete on the play, and it is complete to Nick Strasbaugh, and it will bring up fourth down as he is cut down at about the eight-yard line, just a three-yard completion. Nick Strasbaugh over 200 yards unofficially receiving. And the Bears are going to bring in Jarrett Wanzik to kick the field goal. So Wanzik, who's already got one here this evening from 22 yards out, puts this one down at the 13-yard line. So this will be a 23-yard attempt. High snap. Reby gets it down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. Wanzik is perfect from field goal range this year, all inside 30. 6.35 left to go in this first half. And your score from Norway, it's Waynedale 41 and the Bobcats 26. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. 6.35 left to go in this one from Norway, and it is 41 to 41-26. Bears on top of it after the 23-yard field goal by Jarrett Wanzik. He's perfect on the air from field goal range. And he's got two tonight, a 22-yarder and a 23-yarder. Wanzik is going to tee it up and kick it off from his own 40. Brevin Harris back set to return. Would have been nice to get the touchdown, but at least the Bears got something out of that drive. Yeah, that was big to, to push the lead back to 15 points. Um, you know, obviously, if, if Norway scores and we don't, they got to score twice and get a two-point conversion. Wanzik, he's going to kick it deep up the left-hand side, and now the lights are on over there. They just came on to the 10-yard line. Harris has got it to the 20, and he's going to be tripped up and down by Austin Rogers, the sophomore. He's made a couple of nice individual tackles on special teams here this evening. Rogers, the sophomore, with the tackle, and Norway will start first and 10 from their own 20. Are we playing in Creston or New England? Not sure. <laughs> You know, we're going that way, and then all of a sudden when they get the ball, the lights turn back on. The lights turn back on as soon as that ball was kicked off. We need an investigation. <laughs> all right, here we go with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Norway with the ball first and ten from their own 20. Down on the scoreboard, 41-26. Zollinger hands it off on the left-hand side to Brevin Harris on the jet. Now he cuts it up across the 25 out to the 27 for a gain of 7 on the play. Tackle made by Titus Bixler. And in on that tackle, Ben Farrar. Obviously that's something that the Bears probably didn't see at all in uh, in films um, with this jet sweep look because they seem uh, they're not really able to stop it. I mean, they haven't got huge plays from it, but seven, eight yards every time they run it. Pat, I just don't get this. Where is Miller? He's out on the field, but they're not using him. It's almost like they're using him as a decoy well, tonight. I, I think, yeah, they're trying to extend the Bears' defense to the perimeter and put him up the middle when they can. Moving in motion is Steiner. Now Zollinger's going to keep it on the fake handoff. Cuts it across the 30, out to the 32. Adam Mullet with the hit, along with Nick Strasbaugh. Nice tackles. Logan Stanley also got the hit, and he's down, but he gets up, and he's okay. Five yards on the carry by Zollinger and a first down. So Zollinger with the first down. 
535 left to go in this third quarter. Checking into the ballgame now Cole Geyser for the Bears, leaving Christian Wanner. Menue back in a cornerback for the Bears defense. Spread formation. Moving in motion is Steiner out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Now Miller. He's going to lead block in front of Zollinger. Zollinger cuts it to the 40, 45 to midfield inside the 40. Breaks free down the left sideline to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Zollinger took it all the way. 67 yards for the score. And Norwayn is right back in it. At 41-32. You got to tackle. I mean, they're, they're able to get hits on these guys, Miller and, and Zollinger in the backfield. They're getting arms on them, but they're just not completing the tackle. 5-0-1 left to go in this third quarter of play, and Norwayne can draw to within eight. Gerke is coming in to attempt the extra point. It's 41-32 after that 67-yard touchdown scamper by Zollinger. High snap, and Hall gets a down, kick is up, and boy, that one is popped up, and it just barely made it over the crossbar. That thing was about as high as it was kicked long. 41-33, we're going to keep it right here for the time being. 5-0-1 left to go in this third quarter of play, and like you said, Bears are just not completing the tackles tonight. Yeah, you know, as we're seeing... They're, they're using Miller as kind of a decoy and, and a lead blocker there, and they're going to fake the jet and just let Zollinger keep it up the middle. And uh, a, a big play there, but a few guys had their hands around him, arms around him, just not completing the tackle. You have to complete the tackle. But right now you got to turn the page, you get the ball back on offense, go down and try to get another score. Well, now what has happened is the... Norway fans are in it, and this is a near-capacity crowd here tonight. There's a lot of people not only in the stands, but standing around the fence, up on the hill to the right of us. It is a good crowd here, and just a gorgeous night in Creston for this football game. 5:01 left to go in the third quarter. Gerke tees it up. He's going to kick it off to Nick Strasbaugh, who's up around his 20-yard line. And it is an onside bloop that is going to be taken in by Austin Rogers at about the 40. Cuts it to the 40-yard line across the 45. And he'll be taken down at about the 40, call it the 47-yard line. Boy, Austin Rogers has been a big guy on special teams tonight. Yeah, he's made some some big plays and a good job there to to catch the ball and advance it as far as you can um, and make sure you you hang on to it. Ball at the 47-yard line of Waynedale, 53 yards away from pay dirt, 4.55 to go in the third quarter. Bears lead at 41-33. Bixler is out wide left. Strasbaugh stacked behind him to the left side. Spidell wide right. Wing right is Lewis. Out of the pistol is Reby with Reed Stanley right behind him on the right side. Bears on the far hash mark. Now moving motion is Lewis as Stanley moves to the left side. Fake handoff to Stanley. Now Stanley does get it right up the middle, and he'll get about a yard. Just one yard on the carry for Reed Stanley. Second down, nine yards to go for the Bears. And the Norway defense is now fired up. Yeah, they're fired up. Their sidelines are fired up. Their crowd's getting into it. we got to respond. Second down, nine. Ball at the Waynedale 48-yard line. 
Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Stanley. He's going to look up the left side. Going to Bixler. He's got a three. And Bixler just didn't get the handle. Nice defensive coverage by Quentin Hall. But the ball was right there and went through the hands of Bixler. Yeah, he had the chance to catch it. But uh, as you said, a good play by Hall. Didn't bite on the fake. Um, third down and long here for the Bears. So uh, probably a passing situation. And I would assume uh, you're going to run a route looking for uh, for Straw's ball, and I think if you're Norway, you're probably going to try to double cover him. Looks like he's manned up right here. If that's the case, get him the ball. Straw's ball in the slot, dropping back Reby, looking to the right, under heavy rush, rolls to his left, gets away from a couple, throws it out into the flat, complete the Bixler, and then incomplete as he was drilled by Steiner. Bixler went up, had his hands up in the air, and Steiner drilled him right in the ribs, incomplete, and it's fourth and nine. Just a jailhouse blitz there. Straw's ball, he was, he was matched up one-on-one, but Reby just didn't have enough time to get him the ball, let him run his route. But uh, punt the ball away here. Don't give up any big plays and let your defense do something. So Wanzik will punt it away from about his own 40. 4-12 left to go in the, game, in the third quarter. Bears lead it by eight. Nice low line drive spiral kick that Hall is going to let bounce inside the five, and it's going to take a Norway bounce and roll into the end zone. So the touchback will give it back to Norway. There's an official timeout on the field. 4.03 left to go in this third quarter. Your score, Waynedale 41, Norway 33. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Running the jet sweep again for Norway on the right-hand side is Brevin Harris. And Harris takes it across the 20 and takes it up near a first down, but there's a flag down on the play, and let's hold the phone. Looks like they've got a hold on that right side of the line, and it will be a hold against Norway. So the hold knocks them back, and it negates the run by Brevin Harris. But they have gone almost exclusively with Harris and Zollinger in the running game here in the second half, which, you know, it almost leads me to believe, Patrick, that there's something wrong with Miller. Yeah, there, there might be, but... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting the ball a little bit more. Uh, again, Norway just wants to extend the Waynedale defense out and get less guys in the box to give him more opportunities to run right up the middle. Miller on the left side of Zollinger in the pistol as the ball is marked back to the 10-yard line. Harris moving in motion. Handoff goes to Miller off the right side. He's going to cut her across the 10 to the 15 to the 20, out to the 22-yard line. Gain of nine on the play for Miller. Unofficially, he's got 181 yards on 14 carries. 3.25 to go, and it'll bring up second down and eight yards to go. Boy, this PA announcer, he manages to subtract one on downs every time. That's second down and eight. They've got it second down and seven, but that's eight. Zollinger out of the pistol, moves Harris in motion, handoff to Harris on the left side on the jet. Now he cuts it off tackle and takes it up to the 25-yard line for a gain of two. Gain of two, third down, five. 
That's 24 yards on the night for Brevin Harris on four carries. 2.51 left to go. Third down and about six yards to go for a first down for Norway. They have got to get the ball out across the 31-yard line near the 32 for a first down. And the ball is resting right at the 25-yard line. We'll see what they do here if they decide to stick with the, the jet or keep doing the run option. Maybe let Miller do a lead block again. 225 and running. Zollinger in the backfield with Miller out of the pistol. Harrison motion to the near side. Fake handoff. Zollinger's going to keep it. He's going to be hit and upended by Lewis. What a great tackle by Antoine Lewis. Did a great job of coming off the blocker, Miller, and just made a great tackle there. And they'll take it out to the 27-yard line, and it'll bring up fourth down and three. They have got to get the ball to about the 31-yard line. Ball resting at about just inside the 28. Fourth down, and they'll either punt it. Zollinger's the punter. He's dropped back in punt formation, but he is the quarterback. Strasbaugh dropping back. Zollinger is going to punt the ball away. High, nice kick that Strasbaugh is going to fair catch right at the 39-yard line of Waynedale. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own just inside the 40-yard line. 140 to go in this third period. Waynedale on top of it, 41-33. And that's what you needed, obviously, defensively to get a, a big stop there. Now, again, take the ball, do what you've been doing, go down there and score. Get a little bit more separation going into this fourth quarter. Reby leads the team out onto the field. Spidell goes out wide, far right. There, that's the far side. Trips to the left with Purdy, Lewis, and Strasbaugh. Handoff up the middle to Stanley. Stanley takes it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line for a gain of three. Good carry on the play by Reed Stanley. And it brings up second down, seven yards to go with 1.30 left in this third period. Spidell out wide right. Lewis slot right. Wing right is Strasbaugh near Lewis. Pistol formation with Reed Stanley, the single setback. Fake handoff, throw out into the flat to Strasbaugh on the right side, gets a block, breaks the tackle across the 45 to the 44-46 yard line. So a gain of four yards on that reception. And it will be third down and four yards to go. Bears need to get right at midfield. Ball at the 46. 43 seconds left in the third. Purdy wide left. Spidell wide right. Logan Stanley now in the backfield for the Bears. Next to Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Logan. They're going to throw deep up the right side to Spidell, and it's over his head and incomplete. So it will bring up fourth down four with 25.2 seconds to go in the third period. Bears lead it by eight, 41-33. And that will mean punting time for the Bears, and Jarrett Wanzik will come in to punt it away. Spidell had a couple steps on, on the defender there. Just needed, a, a, obviously, a better throw by Reby. Um, but not what you want to see, a, a, third and out, a three and out here. Wanzik will punt the ball away. Harris is back set to return along with Quinton Hall. Wanzik gets the snap, gets the punt away. Good punt. It'll be taken in by Harris. He's fair catching it at his own 
18-yard line. So the Bears punt the ball away for only the second time tonight, and Norway will take it over at their own 18 with 18.5 seconds left in the third period. Waynedale leads it 41-33. And now all of a sudden we've turned it into a, de- a defensive struggle. This one has had so many ebbs and flows in it, you just don't know which direction it's going to go in. Brevin Harris comes out wide right. Quinton Hall is slot left. Miller in the backfield with Zollinger out of the pistol. High snap. Zollinger brings it down. Hand off up the middle to Miller. He's going to be stacked up at the line and dropped right at the 20-yard line. Gain of two on the carry for Miller. And brings up second and eight. Leading the way on that tackle, Ty Straits for the Bears, along with Colton Purdy. And that'll be the end of the third quarter of play. We played three from Norway, and we head into the fourth with your score. Waynedale 41, Norway 33. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, Pat, 41-33 as we head into the fourth quarter of this one. Waynedale on top by eight. If you're the Bears, what do you need to do in this fourth quarter? Yeah, obviously, defensively, you got to stand strong um, and make sure you're sure tackling, sticking to your assignments, figure out how to stop the, the little jet look. And then offensively, when you get the ball back, you got to make sure that you're running your offense, running time off the clock, being smart, don't make any stupid plays, and just, uh, you know, don't play to lose, play to win, but be smart about it. Second down, nine yards to go from the 19-yard line. Norway backed up in their own territory. Now Norway is going to break the huddle on the sideline, and they're going to come out onto the field to open this fourth quarter of play. Waynedale will be going from left to right across your computer screen now in this fourth quarter. And the lights are on at the far end of the field. They have stayed on since Norway got the ball for the second time in the third quarter. Zollinger on second and nine. Out of the pistol. Rolls out to the left. Looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball. He's got an open receiver. That's Hall complete at the 32-yard line and out of bounds. First down on the 13-yard reception. Just a breakdown in in coverage there. Hall was wide open. Nobody within uh, 15 yards of him. If he would have had a little bit of better ball to catch, he would have been able to get a lot more yards with the run after catch. So the ball at the 31-yard line. Norway with a first down. They're down by 8, 41-33. They can tie with this possession. Zollinger with Miller right behind him. Miller was in motion, no call. Zollinger's going to keep it off right tackle. Across the 35 to the 40 to midfield. And he's brought down inside Waynedale territory at the 45-yard line. Aaron Spidell with the tackle. 24-yard run by Zollinger. And you can't keep giving up big plays. No, you can't. 45-yard line of Waynedale. First and 10, Norway. 
11.22 remaining in the ball game. Harris out wide left. Zollinger out of the pistol. Fake handoff. He rolls out to his left. He's going to be hit as he throws. Throws out to Quinton Hall on the left-hand side. Takes it inside the 45 and spun out of bounds at the 41-yard line for a four-yard gain. So he'll bring up second down and six on the play. Third catch of the night by Quinton Hall. Ball at the 41-yard line, just outside the 41-yard line, second and six. Eleven minutes left in the game. Norwayne breaks the sugar huddle. Davis out wide right. Devin K slot right. Wide left is Harris. Ball in the near hash mark. Handoff goes to Miller. Miller off left tackle. Inside the 40 to the 35 to the 30. Breaks into the clear across the 20 to the 20. 15 down to the 14 yard line. 27 yards on the carry. And Norway knocking at the Bears' door. Just not. Not playing well defensively this half so far. Ball at the, you make it the 13-yard line, first and 10 for the Bobcats. Zollinger out of the pistol, ball in the near hash mark. Handoff goes to Miller. Miller off the left side. Cuts it to the 13. He's tackled by Antoine Lewis, but Antoine Lewis, in all honesty, was being tackled on the play when he made the tackle by the left tackle, Jacob Saddlemeyer. Yeah, uh, I don't understand how that's not a hold when, when he gets tackled, but uh, nonetheless, a great play by Antoine to be able to wrap up Miller low and his legs and be able to make the tackle. No gain on the play. Second down and 10. Norway can get a first down inside the Bears' five-yard line. Miller back behind Zollinger. Ball here on the near side. Receives out wide on both sides. Handoff, fake handoff to Miller. Rolling out to the right is Zollinger. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Hall, and it's incomplete. Grabbed by one of the ball boys. Hall was just covered up well by Isaiah Menue and Nick Strasbaugh, and Zollinger just threw it away. And that was a similar look uh, when they got the first down earlier in the drive. That was just the same route by everybody, and the Bears did a little better job covering it there. Third and ten. Ball at the Waynedale 13 yard line. Davis wide right. Steiner slot right. Wide left is Hall. Slot left is Harris. They're going to run the jet here. Harris motion to the far side. Hand off to Harris on the jet. He goes around the right-hand side. Good block. He cuts it inside the 10. Down near the 5. He's close to a first down. Run out of bounds by Nick Strasbaugh and Aaron Spidell. Let's see where they mark him. And it looks like he is down on the sideline. Harris is down, out of bounds on the sideline. They're going to put him out of bounds where? First down, they did give him the first down inside the five, so he's got to be near the... They're going to put him down at the three. So an 11-yard gain by Harris. And another first down. And Harris is down on the far side. I believe that Harris looked like him over there as he ran out of bounds on that far side. And he is face down on the sideline. But the Norway Bobcats have got a first down inside the five of the Bears. Down just outside the three with 9.56 to go in this ballgame. 
Yeah, I can't tell. As you said, he's face down. I, I would hate to assume it's anybody, but I think it's Harris as well. But the trainers are all out there around him. Well, I guess the question is, I hate to anticipate that Norway is going to score here, Pat, but the way they've run through the Bears' defense right now, a score is what they're looking for, and if they can, what is Adam in... in what does Adam Indorf do as far as going for the extra point or the two-point conversion to tie it up? They're down by eight. I think at this point you, you got to go for the two-point conversion. You know, the Bears got to do a better job of recognizing when the Jets come in. You can tell when it's coming because he takes about two steps to his right or left from where he originally lines, lines up at. And, um, you know, I just they, they got to be able to recognize that better. Well, as they continue to look at Harris over on the far side, the Bears will be back in action next Friday night against Hillsdale. It is homecoming night. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 6.30, Golden Bear Rewind at 6 o'clock, and the kickoff of that one as the Bears come back home for the first time in two weeks to face the Hillsdale Falcons will be at 7 o'clock. Everybody taking a knee here at Norway, but... Norway knocking at the Bears' door, and really they they have been able, Pat, to run Harris successfully. And Miller has not really been the culprit of running the ball up the middle. It's been Zollinger. No, it's as you said, it's been Zollinger, and they've basically used Miller to, to be a lead blocker for him. They have still got Harris over on the far side. Down, he's near the goal line, but he is out of bounds, and now Adam Indorf is going to go over and take a look as both the Waynedale trainers and the Norway trainers are over there looking at him and I think they're going to bring in the ambulance. Yeah, this is when you you hate to guess at what it is and this is when it gets scary. He's just kind of lying over there motionless. Hasn't really moved since since he went down. And they just they just continue to look at him. Nobody's really doing anything with him. Normally you'd see them checking out the legs or looking over the back or whatever, but nobody is really doing anything with him. And now they're looking at the ambulance. The ambulance is clear down at the other end of the field. I'm sure if they're, you know, if he's saying his neck or his back is is hurting, they probably don't want to mess with that too much because uh, obviously they don't want to do anything that may cause further damage. But, again, just a, a scary moment. Well, I think you're right, Pat, because... He is laying face down, and now the other trainer for Norway is laying face down and talking to him through his face mask. I can see that. He's lying face down on the ground, too. So, obviously, there is something going on. Maybe they're concerned about a back or a neck injury, and they're going to take every precaution that they can with Harris right now. They're not bringing the ambulance over. They're actually just bringing the stretcher from the ambulance all the way over to the far end of the field. As now they're bringing, I can see the stretcher coming in now. So we've got a delay here, and we're going to take a timeout. There is 9.46 left to go in this ballgame. And your score from Norway with the injury on the field. The Bobcats are knocking at the door. Your score, Waynedale 41 and Norway 33. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton 
and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 9.46 left to go here in this one as they are bringing the stretcher out to, we believe it is Brevin Harris. Pretty sure that is who it is on the far side. They're bringing the stretcher out to put him in that along with the back brace and, and take him to probably Worcester Hospital. 9.46 left to go. Bears lead at 41-33 here in this one. It has been a shootout. Any scores available as of right now? Um, Connie out on top of Tuslaw, 31 to 21. Tusky Valley on top of CVCA, 27 to 7. Uh, Triway, uh, they just absolutely got hammered by Manchester, 42 to 12. That game's over. Uh, Ridgewood up 21-7 on Sandy Valley. Northwestern up 34 to 14 in the fourth quarter on Dalton. Uh, let's see here. Well, I can tell you right now, the Cleveland Indians are winning 7-1 to over the White Sox in the seventh inning. And let's see if anybody else here is winning that pertains to the Indians and their hopes. The Rangers are getting beat 3 to nothing. They lead that West. And the Astros are now the wild card team that the Indians are chasing. And they are leading the Athletics in the bottom of the third 2 to nothing. Uh, triple all up 49-7 uh, in the third quarter. Well, they've got the stretcher down, and they are now working on, we believe, Brevin Harris. How do you come back from a long delay on this, Pat? I mean, this is going to be going on about 10 minutes now before these guys get back into playing the game. And after a 10-minute break like this and seeing, especially if you're Norway, and seeing a teammate down and being taken off the field on a stretcher, how do you get your mind set back to playing football? I, I think they'll be... Uh Honestly, I think Norway will be okay. The, the, it'll add a little more motivation for them to punch this ball in and, and try to tie the ball game up. Um, so really all the momentum is on Norway's side, even with this long delay, because um, they're, they're going to want to win this ball game for their teammate. So they are working on Brevin Harris on the far side, putting him on the back brace, and then they will put him on the stretcher and, and take him away. One thing about it is is that the Bears, defensively, Norway has been able to run effectively here in this second half of action. And the Bears really have had no answer. And the tackling tonight, for all intents and purposes, has really not been there. Yeah, it's uh, kind of the opposite of what we've seen the past couple weeks is uh, the Bears have come out after halftime and, and been even better defensively. And again, now it's the opposite. They're just they're just not doing a good job defensively this half. Well, now they've got him up on the stretcher, on the back brace, and on the stretcher. He's over on the far side, about the five yard line, and now they're going to get him strapped in and take him away. But this is just a real scary moment, and you know this is a near capacity crowd. I would say it's not even a near capacity. This is a capacity crowd at Norway High School for this one, the opener of the Wayne County Athletic League schedule for both clubs. As a matter of fact, this is the first home game that Norway has played this year. And to have this happen is not what you'd like to see. 
Norway came into this one two and one. The Bears three and zero. Oh. But both teams want to get off on the right foot as far as the conference is concerned. Yeah, this is uh, not not what you want to see, really ever. You know, to anybody, you don't want to see an injury like this. Obviously, football is a, a dangerous sport, and bodies hitting each other. And just, uh, nice round of applause for Brevin Harris, but I guess I'm confused why they couldn't bring the ambulance down to him earlier because now they're bringing the ambulance to him. Yeah, the, the whole thing, you know, I didn't really want to say anything, but didn't make a whole lot of sense, them not bringing the ambulance down. And then the uh, the paramedics their sweet time to, to get there down to them. They just walk the stretcher down, you know, not even a jog or, or anything. But, you know, obviously our, our prayers go out to uh, to Brevin, and, uh, you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious, just more of a precautionary thing. But, um, you know, both both teams, you know, got to get back at it, get stretched out again, and, and finish this ball game. Of course, you got to forgive me. He is the brother of the Harris kid that is in at Marshall now. What was his name, his first name? Uh, Caleb. Caleb Harris. What an athlete he is and was for Norway. Uh, always had some shoulder problems, but he is playing some for Marshall now. And Brevin, he's really built the same the same way as uh, as Caleb was. You know, obviously at this point, at, at his age, he's not as strong as, as Caleb, but he was, you know, he's got the size, he's got the athletic, same athleticism that, that Caleb did, or does. Well, when we get back to action, which is going to be in just a minute, there'll be 9.46 left to go in this game. Bears lead at 41-33, and the ball is at the Waynedale three-yard line, first and goal for the Norway Bobcats. After that run by Brevin Harris. And he has been a majority of their offense here in the second half, so... What will Norway do as far as offense is concerned in this last nine minutes of play? I think if if they're able to tie the ball game up here, you know, obviously the the jet stuff was working, and they probably have other guys, maybe Clinton Hall or um, Devin Kay, that they can run the jet with still. But um, that's obviously the goal here is to get the ball, the game tied up and be able to to try to go win it. Bears need to get their heads refocused on this one now after a long delay. This thing going on about 15 minutes of delay here to get Harris off the field. Now the officials say we are ready to play football. Both teams around their head coaches trying to get their respective teams back in the mode of football thought. And when we get back to that, Norway will have the ball at the Bears' three-yard line. Now the Bears have to think about stopping Norway. They're only up by eight. And the Bears come out defensively, and they're going with their jumbo package defensively. Norway still huddled around Adam Indorf and the offensive coordinator, Jude Lachance. And I, I would guess, you know, we're either going to see... We're going to see uh, Miller up the middle, whether he's getting the ball or he's lead blocking. Um, that That's what they're going to go to. I wouldn't be surprised if they do it four times. You know, oh. if, if they aren't successful, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they do it four times. Me personally, I'd give Miller, Miller the ball and let him go up the middle. But The last time they had it in this situation, they ran Miller out of the Wildcat. So let's see what they do here. They're in with their jumbo package. 
Yep, Zollinger is going out wide left. Miller's going to run the Wildcat. Miller in the backfield, out of the Wildcat. Jumbo formation. They've got a tackle lined up at fullback. Miller's going to keep it around the right-hand side, and he's going to go into the corner of the end zone for the score from three yards out. So just like that, Norwayne is within two at 41-39. Three-yard touchdown run by Jeremy Miller. And now, Norwayne, what will they do? Will they go for two or go for the extra point? Looks like they're going for two to it, tie it. Yeah, again, at this point in the game, you got to go for two. I'd be surprised if, again, we don't see something with Miller up the middle, whether he's lead blocking or uh, he's getting the football. 41-39. 9-41 left. Sugar huddle, receivers out wide on both sides for Norway. Ball resting at the three. They will go for two to tie this thing up. This is as close as Norway has been since the first quarter. Miller behind Zollinger out of the pistol. Zollinger drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to throw it into the end zone. Incomplete! No good on the two-point conversion. Bears still with the lead. 41-39. 9-41 left to go in this football game. And now the Bears have to sustain a drive. I don't get it. <laughs> Why you don't give the kid the ball? You've got the best running back in the league. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he's trying to outcoach himself. You know, even if even if we do know that Miller up the middle or Miller on the perimeter, make us stop it. I mean, make somebody make a play to get him down before he can get in the end zone. I, I would run Miller just so I don't have to answer the question at the end of the game, why didn't you run Miller? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah that, that's the whole thing. I don't understand. You, like I said, you've got the best running back, consensus running back by all the coaches in the Wayne County League, and you don't use him when the game's on the line. So Gerke will kick it off to the Bears from his own 49-41 left to go. Strasbaugh back set to return. Gerke has pooch kicked it the last two times, and he'll do it again. And it will be taken in by Colton Purdy at the 38 to the 40. Cuts it across the 45, and he will be down just outside the 45 near the 46-yard line. So Purdy with the return of seven yards. Bears take it over first and ten. From their own 45 yard line is where they will mark it. Nine. 9.36 left to go. 41.39. Reby out of the pistol. Trips to the left. Now moving in motion, Spidell and Lewis to the right hand side. Colton Purdy is going to line up next to Lewis. Now moving in motion is Strasball. A lot of movement. Hand off to Strasball. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped at the 45-yard line for no gain. And Antoine is supposed to block the perimeter, and Zach Steiner just absolutely blew him up at the line of scrimmage and made that tackle. No gain. Ball still at the 45, second and 10. Clock running, 9.15 to go in the game. Shotgun formation for the Bears. Receivers out wide on both sides. Reby throws it into the flat to Purdy. He's got a blocker at midfield into Norway territory and down to the 48-yard line. 
Gain of seven on the reception. Clock continues to run. That's the third catch tonight by Colton Purdy. 8.50 and running left to go. Third down, three yards to go. Ball at the 47-yard line, 48-yard line, excuse me, of Norway. Bears need to get to the 45. Trips to the left. Moving in motion now, Strasbaugh sets up behind Reby. Fake handoff. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh. Up the middle, he's got the first down to the 45, down to the 41-yard line. And he almost fumbled that football. It almost got stripped, but Nick hung on to it. Yeah, it just obviously showed his strength there to cover the ends. And as you said, almost got stripped, knocked him off balance. But he rolled with the hit. And instead of going away from it, was able to hang on. And that's what you got to do here when you get the football. You got to cover the points and hang on to it. Ball at the 40 of Norway. Bears with a two-point lead. 8:15 left to go. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it inside the 40, down to the 38-yard line. A gain of two for Reed Stanley. He's got 15 carries tonight for 90 yards. Eight minutes left to go in the game. Menuay in. Reed Stanley will come out. Ball at the 37-yard line, just inside the 38. 7.45 and running. 41-39, Waynedale. Spidell wide left. Purdy wide right. Strasbaugh behind Reby. Out of the pistol. Wing formation for the Bears. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Reby rolls out to his right under a heavy pressure. Goes to the sideline. He's going to throw the ball upfield, and it is incomplete. Threw it over the head of Colton Purdy. Second down. Make it third down now, and seven yards to go. Long seven. Clock stops on the incompletion. 7.24 left. Now we'll see what the, uh, what the Bears pull out here. Purdy wide right. Lewis slot right. Menuay wide left, along with Spidell. Strasbaugh, slot left. Shotgun formation for Reby. Drops back, looks to his left. He's going to cut it upfield. He's going to be hit behind the line. The line fell apart, and Reby is sacked. All the way back to the 46-yard or 43-yard line. Loss of five on the sack. First time he has been sacked here tonight. Again, as you said, absolutely no time for him to throw the ball. He got the ball, and it was basically two seconds later he had guys breathing down his neck. 6.57, Jarrett Wanzik will come in to punt the ball away. Back set to return now is Quinton Hall and Zach Steiner, who has taken the place of Brevin Harris in punt formation. Wanzik will kick the ball away from just about midfield. He's looking at the back judge. 6.37 and the hand goes up in the air. High snap, but Wanzik brings it down, kicks it up, and it's a good kick. We'll hit it about the 10, spin inside the 5, and go into the end zone for the touchback. 6.26 left to go in this ball game. Your score from Norway, Waynedale 41, Norway 39. Steps down on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. And try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner is served Tuesday through Thursday until 8, Friday and Saturday until 9, and Sunday, noon to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. 
6.25 left to go in this one. Norway takes it over first and 10 from their own 20. They are down by two. Zollinger, handoff to Miller. Miller across the 20, out to the 25 for a gain of five. Miller's over 200 yards here tonight on 20 carries. Uh, he's just absolutely had himself a night. And I still think they could have car- they could have had him carry the ball another 10 times. Oh, yeah. Ball at the 25, second down, five yards to go. Clock running, we're under six minutes left in the game. Zollinger out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Miller. Miller across the 25, struggles out across the 30 to the 32-yard line. Tackle made by Sam Farrar. First down for the Bobcats after a seven-yard game. Well, we got our answer during the injury timeout. I think they're just going to give the game finally in the hands of Miller. Yep, they're just going to let him uh, get a majority of these yardage, maybe try to to fool the Bears secondary and throw something long here, but uh, for the most part, he's going to get the ball. Ball at the 32-yard line, first and 10 for the Bobcats. Hand off to Miller, around the right-hand side, gets a block. He gets it out to the 35-yard line, and he'll be run out of bounds somewhere near the 38-yard line for a gain of eight. Second and two. Second down, call it a long, long two, maybe three yards to go. He needs to get just across the 40-yard line for a first down. 5.20, clock stops because he ran out of bounds. 41-39, Waynedale by two. Zollinger in the backfield with Miller out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Miller right up the middle across the 40. Out to the 43 to the 44-yard line. Now to the 45 is where they're going to say he went down at. Another seven-yard gain. There is just no, no pressure by the interior of the Bears' defense. No, they are they are struggling right now. And he just, you know, one thing you don't really talk about is he gets the ball, and if there's no initial penetration, he's able to be patient and then accelerate. He can see where the hole's opening up, and then he can accelerate. That's that's what makes him a, a very good running back. First and ten from the Bobcat 45. Norway, fake handoff to Miller. Solinger's going to keep it, and he's going to be stacked up and down right at the line of scrimmage. Great play by Tristan Anderson. No gain on the play, second and ten by Zollinger. He's got 113 yards rushing unofficially, and Miller is over 200. Four and a half minutes to go in the game. This one's been a long one. And this is really what we thought we would see with you know Zollinger and, and Miller, a huge running attack from them. Coming out wide left, Cade Hiles. Hall is slot left. Handoff goes to Miller, right up the middle. Gets it into the open across midfield into Waynedale territory down at the 49-yard line. Cole Geyser made the stop. So a gain of seven on the carry, and it's third down and three. I've got him for 262 yards. Now, I may be wrong, but I know he's got over 250. Well... It's easy to, to get that many when the first carry you have is for seven yard yards. touchdown. Ball in Waynedale territory at the 49. Third down, four yards to go. 3.35 left. Zollinger's going to keep it himself off the right side. He's going to be wrapped up, 
by Ben Farrar, Tristan Anderson, Cole Geyser in there, no gain, third, maybe a yard, third and three. Fourth and three, excuse me, fourth and three on the one-yard gain by Zollinger. Down to the 47-yard line of Waynedale. They've got to get to the four, just inside the 45. So it's fourth down and a long two. Timeout, Norway. We'll take one also. 3.07 left to go in your game. Your score, Waynedale 41, Norway 39. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. 3.07 left to go. Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell back here at Norway High School. Waynedale on top of it, 41-39. Both teams have all three timeouts left, and Norway, uh, check that, after that timeout, Norway's got two timeouts left. Waynedale's got all three, but it's fourth down and a long two, and Norway rolling the dice here. Yeah, they're, they're obviously going to go for it. We'll see what they do. Uh, you know, we'll see if he just goes with Miller again or, or if he uh, tries to do something different. Real quick, though, Smithville and Hillsdale tied up at 21 going into overtime. 3.07 left to go in this one. Pistol formation. You know who's getting the ball. Miller behind Zollinger. Fourth and two. Hand off to Miller. Miller stacked up. Hit at the line. Struggle oh for it. Got the first down. He broke three tackles and got the first down and a gain of five on the play. He just wanted it more. He wanted it more than anybody else. Unbelievable. Broke the tackle, got down to the 42-yard line of Waynedale after a five-yard first down run. They had him caught right at the line, and he broke three tackles and struggled forward for five. And that, that might have been the ball game right there. 2.54 left to go in this one. 41-39. He ran out of bounds, so the clock has stopped. Zollinger on first and ten. Handoff, no fake handoff to Miller. Throws over the middle. It is complete to Hall. Down inside the 30 to the 25. Stacked up by Spidell. And he is down inside the 30, down to the 25, 23-yard line is where they've got him spotted. 20-yard completion. That's only the fifth completion of the night for Zollinger. But the fourth catch of the night by Hall. And it's first and ten. Down inside the Wayndale 25 to the 23-yard line. And Norway's just going to milk the clock. They like where they're at right now. They think that they can uh, they can be able to put the ball in the end zone or at least get in field goal territory with two and a half minutes left. Well, Matt Zerker may have to start thinking about using his timeouts. He's got all three left. 2.20 left to go in running. Wayndale by two. Zollinger, fake handoff to Miller. Rolls out to his right. He's going to throw it into the end zone. It is complete! And a is he near the pylon touchdown? Wow! And I think it went to Quinton Hall. I can't see over there. Was that Davis or Hall? That was Hall. Hall with the touchdown reception. Twenty-three yard touchdown score, and Norwayne is on top of it. Unbelievable! Oh my gosh! Just uh, just poor defense. 
I mean, you got you to gotta turn around. When the ball's in the air, you got to turn around and try to make a play on it. 45-41 Norway now with a four-point lead. And Norway will go for two. The two would actually give them a six-point lead, and the Bears would be forced to kick an extra point. And now is Norway taking a timeout? Is that what they've done? I would think so. They don't have uh, their personnel out there isn't. Yeah, they're going to take a timeout. Yeah, they will take a timeout. We're going to keep it right here. Well, they've got to go. I mean, they, they literally have to go for two. It, the two is the only thing that makes sense here because that would put them up by six. Either way you look at it, the Bears have to score a touchdown. But if you get the two-point conversion, then they have to get the touchdown and an extra point to win. Yeah. It's, uh, again, regardless of what happens here, you got to turn turn the page right now. Um, you have to go down. you got plenty of time. you got three timeouts left. Uh, well, I guess two timeouts left, according to the scoreboard. Um, but... Nevertheless, you got 2.14 left, two timeouts left, plenty of time to go down and, and try to put one in the end zone. When did Wayndale use the timeout? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I don't remember the Bears using a timeout. I've got Norway with two, one timeout left, and I've got Wayndale with all three timeouts remaining. It's not to say I couldn't be wrong, but I, I'm not so sure about that one. Well, Norway's going to go for two after the timeout. And they're going to line up with that full house uh, backfield with Miller taking the snap. Miller out of the Wildcat. Zollinger comes out wide left. Miller, ball placed at the three. Miller's going to take it in at about the nine. Moving in motion to the far side is one of the upbacks. Miller's going to take it out to the right-hand side. He's going to be hit behind the line, gets a block, takes it in for the score. Boy, there sure looked like there was a hold out there, but no call was made, and and Miller took it in for the score. And now it is 47-41, 2-14 left to go in this ballgame. Again, plenty of time, 2-14. you got to turn the page, though. If you, if you hang your heads, you're going to have a three and out. You're not going to be able to do anything. But there's, there's plenty of time. You know, just put the ball in the end zone and, and see what happens from there. 47-41. Not exactly what we anticipated score-wise, but this is the kind of game that we thought would be nip and tuck throughout. And it has been. Bears will be at home next week, homecoming against Hillsdale. Who at last check was in overtime with Smithville, 21-all. And what do you do here on the kickoff uh, if you're Norway? And they've been pooching it all night. I think you've got to kick it deep. Yeah, do you kick it deep? and? But you then know, you put the ball in the hands of Strasbourg. Exactly. Do you risk that and um, you know possibly give yourself better field position defensively, or do you kick it short again and give the ball back to the Bears around you know, the 40 or, or 45? Gerke will kick it off from his own 40. Strasbourg back around his own 15 to collect this one in. Austin Rogers is back there now with Menue and Lewis, and they're coming up. Bears are expecting a pooch kick. Strasbaugh is really the only man back. Gerke with 2.14 left and a six-point lead is going to kick it. He's going to pooch it right down the middle. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks. Wow! <laughs> Who in the world was that? That was Adam Mullet. Adam Mullet. Boy, I hope he shows those kind of hands in basketball because he just grabbed that line drive, and the Bears are going to start it at their own 48-yard line. 
Great field position for the Bears. 47-41 Norway. 2.13 left to go. At least two timeouts. I've got three for Waynedale, but here we go. Trips out to the left-hand side. Spidel, Strasbaugh, and Menue. Reby out of the shotgun. Drops back. Looks to the right side. Complete to Purdy. Inside Norway territory to the 45-yard line. And he has stopped before he went out of bounds at the 45. So the clock will continue to run. Six, seven-yard completion to Colton Purdy, his fourth catch of the night. Second down three, inside Norway territory to the 45. Same play. Reeves now is going to roll out to the left. He's going to throw the ball over the head of Spidell and out of bounds incomplete. He just had nothing to do with that one and just threw it away. 1.46 left to go. Bears need to show poise here. 47-41. Third down, a long three yards to go at the Norway 45. Shotgun formation again. Five wide. Three on the far side, two on the near side. Reby drops back, looks to the right. Now rolls out of the pocket to the right side. He's going to look upfield, and it is incomplete, and it brings up fourth down. Fourth down. Reby over by Matt Zerker, and Matt Zerker will take a timeout. So there's a timeout on the field. 1.39 left to go. We'll take one also. Your score. Norway, 47. Waynedale, 41. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. Bears have at least one timeout remaining. The scoreboard now says they have two, so I, I think that's right. I think the Bears have two timeouts left after this timeout. Fourth down, three yards to go. Pat, this is the ball game right here. Exactly. This is the ball game, especially having to use the timeout there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if they stick to the pass or maybe try to run something. But... Uh, exactly. This this is the ball game here. Need to get to the ball to the 42-yard line. Reby out of the pistol. Three receivers out to the far side. Fake handoff. Reby looks to his left. Heavy rush. He's going to throw the ball to the far side. It is incomplete to Antoine Lewis. And the incompletion gives it back to Norway. 1.34 left to go in the ball game. Bears have two timeouts left, down by six. A first down is going to end the game by Norway. Norway will take it over on downs at the wing, at their own 45-yard line. Wow. What a turnaround in this one. Yeah, that's obviously something that we didn't expect to see, you know, having the big lead. and there, There's a couple of points in this ballgame where you can kind of point to that you know may may have been been the reason you know one that stands out to me that a lot of people won't think of is us getting the interception and turning the ball over two plays later with another interception and Norway being able to score out of the pistol hand off to Miller Miller's going to be hit broke a tackle across the 45 to midfield to the 50 and he drags a tackler inside the 50 
down to the 47-yard line of Waynedale, gain of seven yards on the carry. Timeout, Waynedale. That'll be their second. We'll take one also. 123 left to go in this ball game. Your score: Norway 47, Waynedale 41. Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table, to a ham sandwich for lunch, to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper, pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shop Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio Pork Producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! 123 left to go in this one. Bears down on the scoreboard now 47 to 41. They have been outscored in this fourth quarter or in the second half. 27 to 3. Zollinger handoff to Miller. Miller inside the 45 down to the 41 yard line. First down and that should do it. Six yards on the carry by Miller. And Norwayne's going to win this this game. Waynedale will take their final timeout. But for all intents and purposes, that's it. Yeah, really, Norwayne's just got to run the ball. You know, they actually don't have to run it. They can kneel, kneel on the ball a couple more times, and, and that's pretty much it. Barring something, you know, crazy happening, but uh, that, that's about it. Boy, this was just a total meltdown by the Bears in this second half. They were up 38-20, to 20, Pat, at halftime and had this game in hand. Yeah, just as you said, had the game in hand and maybe they relaxed too much. Maybe they thought it was over and they were ready for homecoming next week to, and, you know, just thought they would skate through the second half and that obviously wasn't the case. Uh, Norway came out with a little bit different look with the jet sweep and they weren't able to stop it. Um, you know, they didn't get a lot of look of... Uh, Big plays off the jet sweep, but just that little look um, just confused us a little bit more, and they were able to, to do things that obviously we couldn't stop. First and ten for Norway. They've got this one in hand at the Bears' 41-yard line. Now Zollinger will go under center. They're going to take the victory formation. They'll just take a knee. Waynedale cannot stop the clock anymore. They'll just have to do it a couple more times, and this game will be over. Zollinger takes a knee. And the clock will run. One ten left to go. Just a complete meltdown by the Bears in this second half. Defensively, they just were unable to make any tackles. They just did not make tackles tonight. Nope, they just, as you said, did not tackle well. And I know that's something that they worked on all week in practice was tackling, and, and they just didn't do it. Zollinger, again looking at the back judge. 49 seconds to go in the game. Waiting for the back judge to put his hand up in the air, signaling five seconds on the play clock. Now he does. Zollinger goes under center, takes the snap, takes a knee. 35 seconds to go in the game. They'll have to do it one more time. And Zollinger just spiked the ball. Why wasn't that a foul? He just right in front of the referee, he just spiked the ball. You can't do that in high school, but the official stood there and let him do it. 19 seconds to go. That'll be it. That's the ball game. They don't even have to snap it again. Norway comes from 18 points down at halftime, 38-20, to to win this football game by a final score of 47-41. to The Bears scored three points 
in that second half of play while Norway scored 27 to win this football game by six. Norway now 3-1 and one on the year. They're 1-0 oh in Wayne County Athletic League play. Waynedale falls to 3-1 and one also, and they are 0-1 oh in the Wayne County Athletic League. Once again, your final score from Norway. The Norway Bobcats 41, Waynedale, or 47, Waynedale 41. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Shout Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eden, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, Yoder Builders in Orville, call 684-1050, the Apple Creek drive Through on Main Street in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi. Call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.